The PWC Network. What the world is watching and listening to. That's right, infidels. You found us here, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, where you get the most real talk, the best reviews of all your favorite wrestling shows from AEW and WWE, Impact, and more, because we're going to break it all down with the best staff in professional wrestling at HMG. So you don't need to go anywhere else, because there's no five stars here. There's only $5 face slaps, infidel. Hello, so sign up today, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, and join the Hameen Army for the most real talk in professional wrestling. YOLO!
And then here's this guy on there for playing video okay, games. Okay, How okay, times okay, have okay, changed. Okay. I'm done with this deja vu. Ellie, what's wrong? You upset because daddy didn't pat you on the head and tell you you were special on his big day, huh? Now you want to come in here and complain to us about it rather than being like me and creating your own solution. You know, if you worked as much as you talked, you probably would have been on WrestleMania. As a matter of fact, that's probably why I beat you a few weeks ago. And I will gladly beat the hell out of you for money again if that's exactly what you need. Do it again. I'll do it again. Huh? The same Playing one of the playing LA Knights game. Yeah. I think it's time that everyone rises from mommy. Let's get to her head. You know who sucks? A father who lays his hands on his own son. I held back at WrestleMania. I pulled my punches. Punch headed up to the... Escobar didn't realize it. Now he does. South of heaven. Cover. 
That is how you solve a problem, Michael Cole. Jay Uso off the kick. And Uso with the win. Thanks again to the enforcer, the problem solver, Solo Sokoa. Jay Uso! And now Solo Sokoa going to turn his animosity towards Sami Zayn. This is what happens when you are a problem for the bloodline. You get sold Samoan style. And Jey Uso watching this all go down. As Solo looks to end the Sami Zayn problem once and for all. Where the 
Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm your host, Jeff Lubin, a.k.a. Evil Dose. Not because I'm twice as nice, but because I'm full of ice. Sitting in for the sinister minister who's observing an accepted, exempted people of the book holiday of some sort that you might have heard of. But I'm the exempted infidel because I'm possessed by a jinn who's designated, designated by Allah has given me the power to discuss wrestling authority. Praise be his name. Joining Yalla. me Yalla. are my further heretical co-host, including straight from the golden age of the Greeks, where time has no meaning. The DJ extraordinaire, who always cares, his woman, his woman is D, who I will never see, the one and only Jimmy T. Hey, I feel like we need a, a bit of cheers in the background after that. Like, yeah, you know, it's funny. It's funny, Jeff, because um, you know what that reminded me of? Joel Gertner doing a promo almost, except okay. without the vulgarity. So I like it. I like that, Jeff. But well, thank well, you. Fast, <laughs> well, also you joining me, the pagan who loves Carl Sagan, the man from the great wide north who's not afraid to work with his hands, the one and only radical centrist, the one and only Chris Ams. Thanks, Jeff. Thank you. Yeah, I like that. That's a good intro. I'm uh, I'm happy with that. Usually, I'm the one introing you guys when we do these shows. So, uh, so that was nice. Yeah, yeah, it, was, it was a lot to live up to. <laughs> <laughs> it was a lot to live up to. So, I had to make it good. So, once again, you are watching on channel Attitude Power by the powerful Hamid Media Group. Maybe you've been watching the Hamid Media Group. And again, if you don't recognize us, you should. We're we're on Uncaged. We've done Smack Attack for the past I don't know six or seven weeks or so. Uh, Jimmy T has guest hosted many shows. I've been a guest. Chris has been doing did Impact Attack. I mean, God's sake, wherever. Jimmy T, we uh, did some Ring of Honor reviews. I think that's been aborted. There is euthanasia in America, and that was it. <laughs> um, so, so guy. <laughs> <laughs> The Common King's in the his house. Yeah, Shout out to Todd Brantley. <laughs> but guys, listen, I have a little bit of breaking news that I doubt a, a whole lot of people will be talking about. Um, and I'm sure we'll get into bigger and better things. But in the MLW versus WWE suit, remember that uh, MLW suit, that WWE filed a motion to dismiss. It was granted MLW was given 20, 21 days to file an amended complaint, which they did at, at the 11th hour. And WWE filed their responsive, their motion to dismiss for the, the new uh, uh, amended complaint. So they raised some bullet points, which are pretty obvious uh, in response to the Sherman Act claim, which is antitrust. We are, you are a monopoly. No, we're not. So some of the points they raised, MLW right now is on reels. They managed to make their way, get a deal with the network. So no, reels, how can their really? existence on reels, you know, uh, you know, co combined with their claim that they can't get on TV because of the monopoly. Secondly, 
hey, AEW is in the marketplace and they've got a deal with, with Warner Brothers uh, Discovery or Discovery Warner Brothers, rather. So if that's happened, what, what happened to you? Why, why, why couldn't you do it? And the, the women of wrestling, their rights were sold to CBS Media Ventures. So thus, there's no monopoly under the Sermon Act. Further, they state that MLW didn't even attempt to define what markets that they've been excluded from, including what wrestlers they've been excluded excluded from bidding on and what arenas, venues, or cities that they've been excluded from. They also further said that wrestling was not distinguished by MLW from any other form of scripted entertainment on television, and that was necessary. Um, you know, there's nothing special about wrestling content because it is scripted television. Uh, they also pointed out that even if their market share is 92% of the, of the domestic wrestling market, that's irrelevant because there's no guarantee that those customers would flock to MLW. They also pointed out the fact that based on timing, the Peacock and uh, the Peacock and Reels deal was done after uh, Reels and MLW entered into a deal. So it's it's not like they were preventing MLW from being on Reels. So those two things are irrelevant and the timing is off. And MLW can seek deals with any of the other many streaming platforms. They denied that they ever blacklisted any talent or that they prevented MLW from hiring any. They pointed, uh, as an example, Davey Boy Smith Jr., who was released by WWE and worked for MLW prior and is right now working for MLW. And then they pointed out to other talents such as Matt Riddle uh, and Karrion Cross that they did not uh, talk to WWE or get contracted until their obligations to MLW were over. Then with regards to intellectual property, which was part of what they were claiming that, that, that they sort of hoard characters and names, WWE simply pointed to a prior federal court decision. Ironically, in the case, where was WWE really Titan Sports Entertainment against Turner Broadcasting for WWE versus WCW, where the court upheld WWE's intellectual property rights to names and characters that they create as being equally legitimate as DC owns Superman. So there you go. All, everyone who's always complaining, why does WWE change the name? There you got it. Right there. People. Right there. Um, and then they say, basically, MLW admits that it fails at creating characters of its own, and they just want to basically glam off of uh, the characters already created by WWE. And they pointed to Enzo, um, who MLW released in, in unrelated news, and point out that they had to send a cease and desist. Uh, desist to MLW regarding Enzo, spelled E-N-Z-O, because he was going around as N-Z-O. And the way he had N-Z-O uh, uh, presented, like as a logo, was exactly the same as the N-W-O style. Uh, and so he was not just infringing mm -hmm. on the phonetics and the sound of the name, but also the look of, you know, not just his character, but also the famous N-W-O. And of course, he now has had to change his name to Real One. Um, without going to litigation. So even MLW in their actions recognized this right. Uh, and that MLW was issued another cease and desist and there was a bit of a dispute over the use of the, the term war games back in 2019. And WWE opted to let MLW use it once on that TV, but never again. So it's, and so they're saying, you know, well, you know we're, we're not even malicious or spiteful. We let them use their war games name that they promoted around just not in the future. So a little bit of news again, I don't think anybody's gonna be talking about that or at least not tonight, but so 
since I got that and, and I had a chance to peruse it, I figured I'd share it with the world and, and get a Hami Media Group channel attitude, joint PWC scoop and show why we're worth every penny we get paid. Absolutely. Uh, that's actually quite interesting. And thanks for the, the news tip there, Jeff. That's actually very interesting. Um, so what's going to happen here now, basically, Jeff? Anything? Um, should MLW be worried? Well, I mean, a couple things happen. One, MLW can file a SIR response, basically a counter response. And if they do, WWE can file a SIR response to that as well. Um, the, the judge can rule on the motion. There were attachments and exhibits. The judge could ask for, could order a hearing on it, could ask for briefs and order a hearing, it, hearing on it. Um, but if the judge feels that as a matter of law, MLW did fail to meet its burden of uh, its proof in a light most favorable to, to MLW. They can dismiss it on summary judgment and and more. I mean, I, I would just expect if that happens, if WWE will seek attorney's fees uh, and possibly other sanctions for a frivolous lawsuit. I, I don't know if that'll happen or not, but I would not be surprised at all because this sort of is crap. And when they point to former acknowledgments you know, in slightly different details, but in the, in the same case, with MLW acknowledging certain rights, um, you know, that they may say, hey, they knew this was frivolous. This was a money grab. They knew they knew that we were being sold and they're trying to use this as leverage. But if I, mean, I could all... if, if I could just take a second, <clears throat> I think there might be some people listening who aren't really sure exactly what's going on. And I want to try to use a little bit of a um, well, a little bit of a different example to try to explain to people basically what happened. Um, so Essentially, what happened is that MLW is suing WWE because um, they are they are basically suggesting in a court of law that if the WWE wasn't as dominant and as popular as they are, and if they weren't doing a bunch of things that are illegal, again, quote unquote illegal, that MLW would be bigger and more popular and they would make more money. Uh, basically, this would be like if uh, the PWC, that's the three of us, decided to sue Stone Cold Steve Austin because... His podcast gets 4 million listens and ours doesn't. And if only he would get out of the way and, and not keep us down, then we could then we could have 4 million listeners instantly just like he does. Um, it's ludicrous. It's been ludicrous since the very beginning. And anyone who knows anything about the law, and I think that Jeff very astutely explained this a couple of times, this is never going to work. This was always going to be something that I do think that the WWE is going to countersue as, as for a frivolous lawsuit. And I think that they'll win because no one thinks this. Everyone involved in professional wrestling who are a smaller federation already knows that they're not going to be the WWE tomorrow, no matter what happens. Interesting. Yeah, absolutely true. Jim, you want to chime in on this or you're going to take a pass on this one? Well, it's not, it's not much really for me to say because I don't know enough about it other than what you just said. But like Chris said, no doubt WWE will win this. And even if they weren't going to win, if they didn't have a chance, they got McDivitt, McDivitt as their lawyer. All they're going to do is just pile on the money, pile on the money until they settle. So either way, WWE has this no doubt about it. Well, 
WWE won't settle. It would be MLW, which would have to. Well, dismiss. yeah, that's what I mean. Right. I mean, WWE will fight a suit like this for a decade if they have yeah, to. Yeah, they'll do it, it forever. That's yeah. what I mean. That's how they strangle all their opponents, man. Like every that, time. That's how so. everybody with with money strangles their opponents right. in, in the in the legal system. I, I mean, unless there's a smoking gun, or you can equalize it, like in a class action lawsuit where you have a firm that's willing to put out a million dollars in costs on on something like that. So. I think that MLW really missed the boat here, especially with everything that's been going on. What they really ought to do is they ought to go straight out of New York City and they ought to basically just include in their lawsuit uh, every clip that they have of Donald Trump being in WWE TV. And then they'll definitely win their lawsuit um, <laughs> if they can equate Donald Trump with WWE in New York. That'll that'll basically mm. win it for them. But other than that, they're, they're SOL in this lawsuit. Well, they pick California for, for reasons. Um so, uh, you know, with, and that may indeed be an issue for another day, but we don't need to get into that at the moment. Yeah, MLW's timing was really lousy because they, they, they filed this sort of at the height of AEW's popularity, which, I mean, you know, just shows that they, they did not put up a palatable product, a product that any major market was interest, interested in. And they failed on Vice once and... and now they're failing on reels. I mean, the 10 weeks, it's almost certainly not going to be renewed. Uh, you know, they had their two best weeks were 79,000 and 96,000 on, on mm. TV. Now, the, the shows that were previously on in that time slot did about 160, 165,000. Um, so anyway, but their most recent two shows, not this Tuesday, I don't have those numbers yet because they don't get reported by the the Thurstons and everyone else in the world, you got to wait a while to, to find them. Um, but the last two shows reported were 54,000 and 49,000. So that's that's New Japan on access TV numbers. Mm -hmm. All right. So do you want to go straight into SmackDown or do you want to hit some some topics of news first? Whatever you like, Jeff, you're the, you're the host tonight. So whatever you feel All like right. doing, man. News, news, news. Oh yeah, oh yeah, listen up, listen up. Come on again. That's my that's my newsboy thing. I, I can't even remember what newsboy extra, extra, read all about it. Stop yeah. the princes. <laughs> Presses. Alright. AEW all in. August twenty-seventh in London's Wembley Stadium, which seats ninety thousand people. They have they have pre-sold an estimated twenty-five thousand seats. At this time, I guess the question is, how many more seats will they fill to get to that ninety? Any thoughts on this on on the card, the idea, London well, in August? Outdoor I just stadium. want to say, first of all, TK is either on some fucking heavy drugs, clearly, right? I mean, his eyes, yeah, his eyes were literally ready to pop out of his skin. <laughs> exactly, like what Chris is doing, we're literally ready to pop out of his forehead, but um. I don't know what he was thinking because he looks really confident, but there is no chance in hell that they're even going to get 50,000 tickets sold, dude. There's no way. And you know what? People online, you know, the IWC, even the YWC, claim that if they sell 50,000, even 40,000, that's a success. I don't care what anyone says. Sure, that's a lot of tickets sold, but you don't book a 90,000 seater stadium and expect 50 grand over there, all right? Because first of all, how bad would that look if it was half empty? 
Chris? Uh, it would look pretty bad. <clears throat> um, right. Exactly. Listen, if you can get 40,000 people in an arena, you've got to at least allow yourself you know, to feel like, hey, look, we got 40,000 people in an arena. That's a big deal. It's Absolutely. not something that everybody can do. Um, I think they're going to struggle to hit 50,000. I think they're going to struggle a lot to hit 50,000. I think an outdoor arena in August in England is a really bad fucking idea. I think that... Um, I think that in general, this is a lot of mistakes compounding on top of each other. And I think that the only way they really get close to 50 or 60,000 is if they re-sign CM Punk. And they also pick up Drew Galloway when his contract is up with WWE. And they announced the shit out of it before the show. Um, but I just, I do not see, I do not see any conceivable way for them to fill up this arena um, even if they do those things, I don't think they're going to hit 90,000. Now, if they had 60,000 people in that arena, you could tarp off certain sections and you could make it look decent. It would still look very full. It would still look like 50 or 60,000 people. But, I mean, you're right. That's not really a success financially because Wembley is fucking expensive to book. Yeah, no, you're right. And and that's the thing, Chris. Um, you're right, though. If they do the camera angles right, yeah, 50,000 is going to look good even in there. Like Obviously, you said that the Winnipeg Arena looked full on, on TV. Yeah, right? like, yeah, which surprised me. And you told me it wasn't. It so. holds It holds just under 16,000. Uh, that's what it holds for hockey. So for, for, so for wrestling, it's probably closer to 17,000. And I'll bet you there were less than 10,000 people in the arena. So wow. it can still look good on 8, TV. 8, 000, right? Yeah. Say. Yeah. 8,000, yeah. well, 8, 9,000. And see how many tickets they sold <clears> and how many were made available. Um, I agree with a lot of the points that, that Chris made because they were sort of obvious and salient and then, and, and good points. Um, point of reference when the WWE ran Wembley stadium, they, they hit 69,000 and they what, barely 92. Yes. And they barely really? broke even. And AW tickets are are a lot cheaper than WWE tickets are generally. Um, hmm. AW ticket sales do tend to spike in the short term, but they sort of peter off. They don't, they don't tend to get a lot of ground after their pre-sales. It's it's like their fans are very anxious. Um, they think actually, a lot Jeff, of people will fly in. What's that? I heard actually. Sorry to cut you off because I just remembered it. From there's there's been reports that twenty five thousand. This is from yesterday, that twenty five thousand people have already signed up for tickets. Yeah, when they become available, the twenty five thousand tickets are okay, have right. been ordered for pre sale. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, so I don't know business wise what it takes to make money on this show for AEW. Um, I can tell you that there's nothing that certain cores of the IWC will consider a fail or a loss for AW. You still have people claiming that Friday nights are 10 is a dead slot. Dallas was the number one show in America for 10 years, Friday nights at 10 o'clock. I mean, shows like Fantasy Island occupied that show. Falcon Crest, I mean, shows that were on for years and years and years. Blue Bloods was, was you know, in that in that slot number one for a while. So, uh, you know, it's just not a dead slot. It's, it's actually a pretty coveted spot. I think... Uh, Shows like 48 Hours in 2020 were, were in that slot as well. 
at and times do, doing pretty well. So uh, you know, I don't really know what you're talking about, especially when you have wrestling fans to the tune of between two and two and a half million routinely watching SmackDown. If they were interested, could just turn over. I mean, if you got half of those people or one third, you'd have 800,000 people watching your show. You don't. You, you, I mean, they're, they're struggling to get 400,000 somewhere. But that's what's bizarre, Jeff. The fact that this company gets on Dynamite, particularly, on a good day, 900,000, 800,000. That's on a good day, right? Mm-hmm. But that's now, about yeah. the average number, right? Mm-hmm. Roughly. And they think they can go to London and sell out Wembley Stadium is just bizarre to me. Listen, if they do, great. I mean, it'll be it'll be an amazing achievement. I, I don't think you make money. I'm not sure if that's what Tony's motivation is, is ever really to make money. I'm not sure he has any business plan in mind. Um, but, yeah, I, I you know, I, it's, it's going to be tough. We don't know what the card is, so maybe that would help. Uh, we don't know CM Punk's health status. We know he's, I mean, in his, when he buried AEW about four weeks ago, uh, as a result of Meltzer sort of tweaking at him, he did acknowledge that he was still injured. So, you know, he hasn't even really started rehabbing or training. And, you know, I, you know, you know if, if you want our thoughts on, on CM Punk, you can probably listen to our shows from three to four weeks ago and you'll hear plenty of them. Um, mm. So, yeah, but I just wanted to bring that up. In other AEW news, uh, as Jimmy was pointing out, the Dynamite ratings this week came in. They were 877,000 with four title matches, with a huge announcement to be made by Tony Khan with early in the day announcing that Nigel McGuinness was all elite uh, with uh, an expectation that Jay White might be there. And and in fact, he was. uh, And also a MJF night in Long Island, which, you know, you would think would be a lot of fun. And FTR and the gun club titles versus careers. So you'd think that that would be, you know, a million, a million one. It went up about 40,000 from the prior week. Uh, and I really want to see the quarterlies because I want to see if, how, you know, how many people who realize that they left the TV on with the Big Bang Theory on turn, turns <laughs> shit off. And, and you know, if, if it was actually down into the 700s again, like it was last week when Adam Cole and, and Daniel Garcia uh, yielded a 719,000 for their their Adam Cole's uh, return match. Long-awaited, anxiously anticipated, the goat, Adam Cole. The goat. Yeah, more like the fucking sheep, Adam Cole. (laughs) Well, you you know the difference. (sighs) Well, Todd brings up an interesting point. Being from your Peloponnese. No, Peloponnese guys are much bigger than Adam Cole, baby. (laughs) But anyway... Todd Brantley says, and that's the comic king, Todd Brantley, he says, it's t- is TK mad because WWE is running O2 Arena in London for Money in the Bank in July? Probably. <laughs> I mean, shit. He wants to, like, outdo them, but uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised, and it's not going to happen. Obviously, uh, uh, All In is definitely going to outdo Money in the Bank in terms of uh, people in attendance, for sure. But still, um, Todd also says they should also sign Harry Smith how they haven't signed him already is a travesty. I think there's something up with him, guys. Yeah. Something's got to be up with him. I don't care what anyone says. The fact that WB hide him and just fight him pretty fast. I don't know, man. Something, he must have done something. Harry Smith be a little crazy. I've heard that too. Actually. I mean, he's still yeah. like best friends with Teddy Hart. I mean, do, do you well, want that's his that cousin, backstage? bro. It's his first cousin. 
I don't think that they really are first cousins. No, they are. He's married. Uh, David Boy Smith married Bret Hart's sister. Uh-huh. Which, uh huh. Which and his other sister is married to is, a firefighter who's, ty- exactly. who's Teddy Hart's dad. So they are first exactly. cousins. Okay. But listen, I've got crazy fucking cousins, and I wouldn't go around talking about how much that they're awesome and everything because they're fucking crazy. Right, I've right. got, and I've listen, I, and I've got cousins who I absolutely love and respect and have nothing but the best things to say about. You know, uh, shout outs to my cousin Mike who lives down in uh, <laughs> down southern Ontario and is like a huge part of the underground punk scene down there. Mike Adaptive, really? Mike, I love you, buddy. Mike Adaptive, um, nice. but like. I've got cousins who I don't associate with too because they're fucking crazy and I wouldn't be telling people how how they're brilliant and how I love working with them and oh we should get them a job no uh-uh not a chance <laughs> don't hire that cousin that guy's fucking crazy and if Teddy Hart is your cousin that's what you need to be telling everybody when they ask uh, yeah no I love Teddy he's my cousin and I love him but keep him the fuck away well, do you think that has actually a lot to do with it, Chris? Maybe why Harry Smith is getting the sh- the shit end of the deals all the time. I'm not sure if it might just be a situation that mental health is like a, a problem in the Hart family in general, because wow. you know th- they're definitely both a little nuts. I mean, oh, Harry dude. Smith is so talented; he's so Absolutely. big, and he's he. I mean, he's so marketable as the son of the British Bulldog, like. Somebody would have signed him if there wasn't something that we, the people in the background of all this, don't know about. But there's definitely something like there was a woman that was going to jump off a bridge somewhere, and like he stopped the car, and and the police were like, "Let us handle this." And he ran out, and he saved her. He he did save her, but like that wasn't his job, and but it it ended well, but it could have easily not, um, you know, and. It's just he's just sort of a weird dude, um, and and right now he's working with the Billington boys, which uh, those are uh, oh, that's a, Tom that's Billington's kids or grandkids, uh, the the other British bulldog, David uh, Dynamite Kid. Right. Um, in some other news and notes, uh, back to MLW, they are ha- holding their battlegrounds now. They're doing their tapings. Uh, so actually, some friends of this very network were were in attendance. Big Ray Hernandez was there. That's right, and Chavela Vera Cruz, uh, Billy Ray Valentine, and Atrack Brown. Uh, The whole hustle, the whole hustle crew were there. That's right. Maybe even more. Who knows? But yeah, they were all there. So um, Taya Valkyrie was was allowed to finish up her obligation. So she lost the MLW Women's Middleweight Championship. There is no other title for women in that. It's called the Middleweight Champion. She lost it to someone called like Old God. Delmy or something like really? that. Who not only did I not know her name, but I didn't recognize her photos. That sounds um, like the the Greek food Dolmades. <laughs> and I and I might have it wrong, but it's 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 but it's a it's a weird name. Aside from that, uh, we know that Hammerstone suffered an injured. groin injury. Yep. Um, and there may have been some other injuries as well. Um, I think Microman also had a concussion. <laughs> so Microman, yeah, who the Micro hell is Microman? He's a he's a midget wrestler and he's basically <laughs> the star of MLW now. Oh, come on, Jeff! Don't know. Come on, me. Listen, watch if you dare. <laughs> There's oh, nobody God. that's on TV more no, than 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 Microman. No. That's um, okay. I'll, I'll stay away from that promotion. Yeah, hey, why sure. don't you guys do an MLW show for him? No, 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 no. He should be no. Don't don't you dare say that. 
First of all, he should be doing the shows. He watches it every week. I'm talking about Jeff. You, you, know, what, you know what MLW should have done a few years ago? Is said, hey, WWE, let's make nice. How about some of the people that are in NXT that you're not really using but you think are pretty good? Why don't you send them on excursion to us and a couple of our top people and we'll let you use some of our top stars every now and then? And they'll fill out our roster and they'll get their reps in. They'll get they'll get to work more and they can come on our road shows. Like something like that. Um, I don't know if they would have said yes or no. I agree. Todd, I agree. I, I watch MLW. I love Tony. Not for the enjoyment. I watch it to see what other wrestlers are doing and who's coming in and who's coming out and things like that. Um, uh, it's, it's for Todd. research purposes. And because I hate Todd, it. you're the gift that keeps on giving, bro. <laughs> Seriously. Fine. Also, I'm not sure if it was. I'm not sure if it was Big Ray, but I did see uh, somebody who was there live that said that the crowd reaction was more for Microman than anybody else on the card, including Fatu and Hammerstone. So that's sad. I don't care what anyone says. I don't know who Microman is. I don't think I want to know. But why is he so over in MLW, Jeff? What's so special about him? No, he's he's. I mean, he's a midget that literally looks like a two-foot-tall baby. I mean, he's he's he's, he's got and he wears a luchador mask and he does little moves. It, it, it's I, I'm sure moves. in 20 years it'll be considered little people abuse, but but <laughs> you know and, and you know but but for now I I cannot possibly explain to you. They made a whole big deal about Saint Laurent that that that. Um, Microman was the biggest free agent signing and St. Laurent was going to wine and dine him and pick him up and he would oh. drive him around like on like on, on his bicycle. He'd be like, in, you know, and on the basket or whatever. They'd be in a low rider together. I mean, it was actually sort of funny oh, if it wasn't God. so sort of exploitative. Anyway, St. Laurent so, still looked fat. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, and yeah. and he's, he wears as high in his Jewish his star day, but always out of a shirt. No matter I what. actually don't mind uh, St. Laurent because uh, I, I used to speak to him a lot a few years ago and he was really cool with me but um damn it stop this mrw shit already this is i want to see microman defeat jacob fatu has i want he, to see he microman already. against commander dream match <laughs> oh no <laughs> no please no more commander sucks you can now only do one move that's that it. is the and forbidden doggy entrance <laughs> the forbidden doggy flap yeah, the forbidden doggy flap. Exactly right. All right. So a little bit more news and notes that are going to turn us into the, partly at least into the uh, WWE realm. Drew McIntyre was pulled from SmackDown and from a meet and greet this weekend. Everybody, of course, is speculating it has to do with his contract, which doesn't expire for another seven to nine months. It's been reported that it's actually health reasons. And we do remember he was fighting through a back injury and was supposed to take some time off and didn't. Um, and so... Right now, I'm assume I'm I'm pretty safe in assuming that it is a back uh, it is the back injury. And as I previously, I'll say reported, he's already resigned an extension an extension. And just remember that I I reported that Logan Paul signed an extension. And finally today, the media is in fact acknowledging Lo Logan Paul signed an extension. So uh, I I trust my source on that stuff. Uh, other n news notes about some wrestlers around the world, but mostly WWE. Finn Balor injured himself. He has a torn uh, calf muscle uh, in addition oh. to getting 14 staples in his head at the match at um, WrestleMania. So he's going to be so, out of action for six to eight weeks. So in, in that match, he tore, 
his calf muscle and his head? No. Apparently, the calf injury was incurred earlier, and he worked through it. Oh, well, hats off to him. Yeah. Randy Orton is reported nowhere near ready to come back. Shit. Which is consistent with the type of injury he has. Charlotte is planning to take some time off, extended time off again. Um, Roman is also planning to take extended time off again. Uh, and right. is not supposed he's not currently scheduled to be at Backlash. Uh, talked about Logan Paul retaining, and that brings us to Vince booking Raw and doing such a horrendous job that the people from Endeavor actually said, don't do that again. And tonight, it was rumored that Vince wasn't even in the building. He was not going to be a gorilla. He would still approve some large issue stuff, but he wouldn't get involved in the booking. And that Triple H would be back in charge. And so tonight, we'll certainly talk about that. Um, and about the big uh, you know, there's speculation about what it might, what the announcement might be. We here on, 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 you know, this this valiant group of people from the PwC said, yeah, we, I mean, we we all had different opinions, of course, but we we did mention, you know, it's probably just going to be a rehash of what he said at Raw, and and maybe something about the draft. I mean, what else? It's certainly not going to be anything breaking kayfabe. Right, and everyone was just speculating like crazy online. You know what I mean? Like thinking it's going to be his goodbyes. <laughs> to WWE, but uh, yeah, you're right. I just love that on night one that there's finally somebody in the company that's like above Vince. They basically took a look at Vince working and were like, Vince, get the fuck out. Yeah, I night hope one. that's true. I hope that's true. You know, we're no. just speculating, so we don't know if that's facts or not. But if dealing with Chris's uh, his, awesome. his skill for for pulling tangents out of organic conversation. Speaking of get the fuck off, Endeavor already confirmed that there are going to be layoffs. And, yes, that's and we're not talking about talent necessarily. We're talking about staff. We're talking about consolidation of corporate departments. So employees of the companies that work in offices and cubicles and HR and IT and sales and media relations and all the other fun things, accounting, you know, uh, all, all logistics, all, all the fun things that corporations all have or outsource that these companies now have together and certainly don't need to keep all of the people. And who knows who gets the ax. You probably wouldn't have heard any of their names anyway, which brings us to SmackDown. Unless you guys have any news and notes that I missed. Well, Todd says in the chat that Roman is taking time off because he's back hurt from carrying WWE for the, for the last two years. I acknowledge that. <laughs> I acknowledge yeah. that too. As a matter of fact, I recognize that too. Shout outs to rock hard. Yeah. Yeah. Put your ones up because mm-hmm. he's the one, literally. Um, but yeah, shout out to Rock Hard, Jim Prenders. All right, Channel Attitude and the Hamid Media Group, Army and Universe. SmackDown, April 7, 2023, comes to us from Portland, Oregon. And it opens up with an in memoriam for Bushwhacker Butch. Well, well done. And Thank then God we for get that, back. Right? Yeah, then we get back to the Kevin Hart. WrestleMania vignette that we've now seen four times at least. Um, and so I was sort of dreading that we were going to start seeing WrestleMania recaps all through the night. That's all right. It'll be the last time they do that come this oh, Monday. Um, I don't want to put money on that one, but I hope you're right. I think they won't do it come Monday on Raw. There will be recaps until until Backlash. Oh, the recaps, yeah. But as far as uh, Kevin Hart goes, we won't see that, that intro again, I don't think. 
Well, at least thankfully, this recap was of the entirety of WrestleMania. But if you think that ended all of the WrestleMania recaps, oh, no, no. Spoiler alert. It did not. Um, but we opened with Fight Night, people. Fight Night. The Brawling Brutes, Sheamus, Butch, and Ridge Holland against Imperium, Gunther with Giovanni Vinci, and Ludwig Kaiser. And I noted at this point, boy, this arena is using a lot of colorful lights. It, it, it mm. looked good. Um, now, when they put on the Imperium, obviously it goes back to a you know black and white, Matt Gray kind of look. But before that, it was looking pretty festive in there, and Portland was making a lot of noise. Oh, no, definitely. I mean, the, the fans in WB seem very excited for the product, man. And you know what? I don't blame them. And to be fair, I'm not going to jump ahead too much, but it felt like the show wasn't the greatest, but it was a much more organized show compared to Raw. That's for sure. It's like they went back on course after Monday's debacle. It's amazing. You tell the you tell the 80-year-old man that he can't write professional wrestling in the year 2023, and then things go back to being better. It's <laughs> shocking. I'm it shocked. Look at how shocked I am. Right. Crazy. I mean, uh, shout out to our friends at Wrestling Soup. Anthony Missionary Thomas typed, it's like night and day from Monday to Friday. And I said, it's like night and day on a different planet. I mean, (laughs) uh, it it was that different. So anyway, very colorful light, as I point out. Butch and uh, Vinci open up the match. They note that Gunter is the is in the midst of the fifth longest intercontinental championship reign in history, which is a cor- that correcting me for whatever reason I thought it was the longest, but it just didn't seem right, and it's not. So he's in the top five right now. He is five. Um, I noted, and I sort of want to keep track of this because everyone says that NXT is a failure. Five out of the six competitors in this match were NXT graduates. The only one who was not was Sheamus. True. Absolutely. Yeah. They I think I, I think that when people say NXT is a failure, what what most of them are suggesting is not that NXT as a concept is entirely a failure, but that NXT itself hasn't actually built any superstars. Now, I mean, Roman Reigns was built in NXT, so everybody can fuck off with that narrative. Same but, with Bray Wyatt, Seth Rollins. Right. There's a number of people. No, 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 no. No, listen. You maybe can say Bray Wyatt. Seth Rollins was already an excellent professional wrestler when he was in signed Ring of Honor. Tyler Black, right? He was already an excellent professional wrestler. Same with basically everybody in this match. They were already good wrestlers by the time they got signed to NXT. So I think that's the narrative that most people are going with: is that okay? They're able to bring already good professional wrestlers into the WWE system and teach them the WWE system, but are they able to actually build stars? And again. Roman Reigns was built in NXT, so everybody can fuck off with that narrative. But I do think that's the narrative people are going with when they say NXT is a failure. Well, people Creative. need to remember it's fucking it's it's developmental, no matter what people say. So to call it a failure is just not fair. Well, on NXT fact, as the a people whole. are a, a, a segment of the IWC, which is a small right. percentage of people to begin with. Yeah. Most people don't watch NXT, including some of those critics. And, you know, there is a mentality that everybody gets the job they want and everyone gets to be a star and the star in the job they want, which, of course, is a logical impossibility. But, you know, they can't keep those thoughts in their head at the same time. Um, Like I see people saying that Cody is being buried right now. Buried? What the hell are you talking? He's in the A story. He's on TV every week. He's he's being referenced on shows he's not on. That's (laughs) not buried. Tamina is buried Dana he's far and away buried. the biggest baby face in the wwe right now and it's not even close 
why would why would you call him buried? What? Ozawa buried. I'm gonna keep giving examples until people understand. Cedric Alexander buried, buried. dead and buried, shall we say? Yeah. Gee, also, just because, he? and just let's let's go ahead and cover this because I've I've been seeing this same thing online so often the last mm-hmm. the last week here that I'm just I'm baffled at the idiocy of people. Oh, he's being buried. He's being fed to Brock Lesnar. If you would have told Cody Rhodes three years ago, hey, Cody, you want to work a program with Brock Lesnar? He would have fucking flipped at the chance. He would have paid you to, to do that to do that booking. He would, have, he would have said, here, I'll give you my firstborn child if you'll let me work mm-hmm. a program with Brock Lesnar. Yes, even Cody Rhodes. For the, the Miracle people. Child? Um, seriously, though. like Destiny? He's in a program with Brock fucking Lesnar. Shut up. He's not buried. Yeah, but well, that is not like, what buried means. I mean, that is like saying that what Harvey Keitel always plays a bad guy and he always loses in the end, so he's buried. <laughs> no, that's not how it works. No, I mean, that's right. Uh, the it, comic that's like King... Luke Skywalker was buried when Darth Vader chopped off his hands. <laughs> no, that's part yeah, of his hero journey. Wait, wait till the end of the story. Right. Vince's NXT is Todd, by the way, saying this. Vince's NXT was a failure. Hunter's NXT was not. Absolutely spot on. I mean, Vince's NXT was like a game show. I mean, seriously, when you think about it. Yeah. Oh, remember that? Remember the shit they used to have to do, man? Carry like uh, a beer fucking kegs around the fucking ring? Like, really? Mm-hmm. Well, thank God Endeavor was there all night to try one to keep and told him to fuck off. How many people absolutely. on TV tonight? or referenced came out of NXT uh, so that we can have a gauge. Because I look at NXT more as colleges to NFL players or the minor leagues. Right, that's what it league. is. Most Absolutely. of them aren't going to make it. That's just the way it is. Now, it's more like the D-League of WWE. Yeah. Yeah, say, maybe they'll right. have careers in the indies and then work their way up and prove themselves later on. Um, right. But they're, they're not all going to make it and not supposed to. Because if, if you had two and a half rosters or three rosters worth of talent on WWE, two thirds of them would be buried. You know, because no, nobody wants more WWE programming on per week. I know I don't. I'd go crazy. Um, but yeah. So anyway, th- this match is largely what you think it would be. It was Butch and Vinci who uh, opened up the match. Uh, they mentioned that Rich Holland was a former rugby player. Uh, I noted that he must have been taking notes from the Blackpool Combat Club who mm-hmm. call themselves from Blackpool, because even though no one's from Blackpool, because he used a move called the Alabama Slam, and he's nowhere near from, from Alabama. So maybe they can just trade those well, letters, fair, and, and maybe Al- it would the, make more sense. The Alabama Slam has been around for many years. In also, I'm not sure right. that... Also, I'm not sure that he's Dutch, but he uses the last name Holland. So come on that's, that's now. True. Oh, wow, right. I'm not even sure he's a he's a whole. Um, <laughs> belong that comes from that land, but um, you, you know, lots of people use the same moves but give them different names. Well, yeah, it's true. I mean, like the you know, like the, the you know, the rock bottom is not called the rock bottom. It's, we'll a, the it's a freaking Uranagi, really. That's what the game. Storm Zero. Which is a pile driver. A, a pile driver, right. That is my point. That he, the, the, they could give him a, It could be the, the Hadrian's Wall. I, you know, whatever. It could, you know. <laughs> and the moonsault from the outside, you know, from the from the middle rope to the outside of the ring is an acai moonsault, really. Wow. There you go. That's Which amazing. is Ultimate Dragon. Ultimate Dragon invented that move. Where else are you going to get inside like that, people? 
You're going to get that from the vet? Yeah, probably. <laughs> you probably would. <laughs> Shout out to the vet. And then so, some. During the course of the match, exactly. Sheamus and Gunter were rarely in the ring together in the in the opening segments, but Gunter repeatedly took cheap shots at Sheamus when he was at the, at the apron. So that was sort of the, the story simmering over it. Finally, finally, the crowd gets what they want and Sheamus and Gunter face off in the match, both as illegal competitors. Um, they have the to and fro, exactly what you think would be. Sheamus puts Gunter you know, on the ring apron, draped backwards against the ropes and does his multiple uh, smashes to the chest, you know, to the count of 10 and the audience, the crowd counts with him. Uh, at some point, uh, Sheamus delivers a white noise. Gunter kicks out at a two count. Uh, Sheamus does a, a springboard knee, uh, actually does a running knee, you know, sort of his V-trigger, like a half a bro kick to uh, Vinci when he's in the ring and springboarding off the ropes to do a, a flying move, but he gets caught. Uh, Sheamus then um, hits the bro kick on Vinci, gets the three count, and the Brawling Brutes win in what I thought was a pretty fun match and furthered the Gunter-Sheamus story, which I'm good with because they always deliver. Jimmy, that's your cue. What do they deliver? What the the banger after banger after banger that's what they do and that's what they do after banger yeah that's the one there you go that's it so i love it man i'm gonna turn over to chris first because uh because jimmy got to do his famous impression first so oh this was great actually um i was sitting around watching i was sitting around just watching this and when i when i first saw Okay, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a six man six man match to start, and I thought, oh, here we go, here we go, another long night of professional wrestling, and um, I was very surprised at how much I enjoyed this match. Uh, they kept me right through um, everything that they did. I like every single person in this match. I think every single one of these guys is legitimately a good professional wrestler. Um, Butch obviously has a little bit of a size problem. Uh, for me and for Jeff, uh, but he plays and it well. Me. He plays it. He, he plays <laughs> it as a guy who's smaller than everybody, but he, he makes up he for it by well. being a fucking savage. He's the Wolverine of of this group, and he he makes up for that's it. He right. does a good job. Um, that's exactly right because he does make up for it by his savageness, and even the finger spot was great on Gunther. Love that yep. man. And really what a, good. What a relief and what a pleasant change that the show more or less started with a wrestling match. Yeah. True. Well, yeah, and, and I felt like I felt like there were a few matches this on, on this night where, you know, as wrestling matches as wrestling matches go, they weren't exciting to hear about. You know, I mean, even we'll we'll get into it, but I mean, even this the next match that's on the card, it was a match that if you would have told me, okay, this is what they're going with on tonight, I would have went, eh. But the match was actually really good, and they went out and they worked hard, and they told a story, and they 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 got me interested. And I actually, by the time this was by the time this was finished, I honestly found myself sitting here going, "I kind of wish this match was a little longer." So good for them; they did a really good job, especially coming out of Monday night, which was such the drizzling shits. <laughs> Spiral um, Jarrah, Jimmy, what do you think? I, I liked the match also. I won't say it was the best match, but it was a great match to start off a show like SmackDown. And, but like Chris said, I was thinking, here we go. It's going to be a long fucking show. But no, they impressed me. You know what? Can we say, guys, that Ridge Holland is kind of underrated in the ring? I think he's a lot better than anybody gives him credit for. No one talks about him. 
But I think well, he's pretty good. They talk he's about him badly. Too. I mean, he's only remembered for, for one thing. For Big E, right. And that's unfortunate, man. Because he gets death threats online, which is ridiculous, man. Shit happens. It ain't ballet, folks. All right, shit happens. Jesus. And it won't be yeah. the last time we People see get something injured like that in either. professional wrestling. Exactly. But, but I will say that, I mean, this was one of the first times I've seen Ridge Holland work. Just because I, until... Until I got until I got invited on this show, um, I basically avoided WWE like the plague, and mm. uh, I feel like I'm just coming on at the right fucking time. But you are. I will Actually, say that <laughs> I will say that of the six men in the ring, uh, Ridge Holland was clearly uh, far and unquestionably the weak link um, out of the of six course. of them. Absolutely right. He's not yeah, right. nothing. There's definitely something there, but. Uh, but but in terms of like comparing him to the rest of this match, he was definitely the weak link. No, I agree, I agree. But he's improved a lot, I feel, compared to like a year ago. Put it that way, even more than a year ago. He's a he's solid guy better. on the roster, and and Absolutely. this act works. I you know I don't I don't I don't see him ever being a breakout star, oh, but I no, can always see him being a useful member of a faction, you know, an enforcer type or whatever. He. When he first was coming up and Braun Breaker was first coming up, I'm like, oh, wow, put those two together and you could have a you could have a you know a new version of Steiner Brothers just on the way they wrestle so hard and with and with uh you know a lot of clotheslines and power moves. Not nothing about Frankensteiners or you know any anything like that. Um but anyway, yeah. So before we go Sorry, to break, just a sec. Sorry, just a sec, uh Jeff. Yeah. Um this is this is uh, I'm just getting this now. Um <clears throat> uh, since you mentioned him, uh uh, Scott Steiner uh, has just announced that uh, due to recent events, uh, he'll actually be changing his name to Scott Breaker. <laughs> wait, wait, is that is that a that's a rib, right, Chris? Obviously, hundred percent, it's a rib. Yeah, right. I was gonna say, I, I almost believed it there for a moment. <laughs> you, you know what? I should have told you it's true that I second sourced it. And just, <laughs> no, 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 not that he was. Jimmy would have spent the, last, the next hour going, what the fuck yeah. is fucking going on here? Yeah. Yeah, it, no. It's one thing embarrassing you on the PWC, but another thing, you know, on, on the, the channel attitude and how many media group. That's, that's <laughs> Come on. when I'm the host. I have to be sorry. No, no, no. But I did think, like, I, I was thinking legitimately, like, did he, did he actually write that on Twitter? Like, for real? Like, you know what I mean? Not that he will change his name to Breaker, but it would be fucking funny, though. <laughs> actually, yeah. speaking of that, What's going on with uh, Rick Steiner? Has anything come out with him, like, about it? Like, I don't know what to believe about this. Uh, nothing more has come out. but Yeah, one uh, official who also works for the same company right. as he said Shaw came out right. to say that they were also witness to it. But there are also people who were there who said they didn't see anything. So Really? How many people, how many people do we have who said didn't see anything? Um, a number of them. 30-ish people who have said, really? I didn't see anything, I didn't hear anything. Hmm. And two people who both work for the same company uh, said that they did see it. So right now, it's very much a he said she's, well, <laughs> he said, uh, Giselle said, uh, situation. And, Sounds like uh, a gazelle. You know, that's that's the situation that we're in. So, I mean, Jimmy, put on Piers his most recent comment. Oh, because sorry, that's I wasn't looking. I think, I think I a lot of people, including myself, that was my, my knee-jerk reaction as well. Uh, so, well, 
It's Peter says uh, that video proof, it's 2034, there has to be video proof. And believe me, I thought the same thing. You're not allowed to use your, your camera phones at the WrestleCons. Now, how do they enforce that? Do they enforce it? I can't, I've never been to a WrestleCon, I don't know that, but it is against the rules. So, uh, you know, I doubt that people have to turn in their phones and go into lock boxes and, you know, give valet tickets and, and get them and stuff like that. It's a lot of liability. So, I'm also suspicious that nobody snuck out their phone or or even just recorded it, just the the, the audio. But that's that's the information I have. But it's not even that. It's we have a number of people who said I didn't hear anything like that happen. It's a wrestling conference. It's probably in some little gymnasium at somebody's fucking high school. These other people didn't hear him. But from but from what Giselle Shaw said. He was screaming it at her, basically. He was yelling it at the top of his lungs to her, so much so that she didn't even know who it was who was saying it to her at first, and she just walked away, and she asked somebody else who it was, and they told her that it was Rick Steiner. Nobody else heard. Just yeah. you and an official for the company that you work for. Exactly. Uh, and another that's the wrestler said that, that she was there and she heard it, um, but... Again, it's it's the same thing. This is you know your team. I I, I have no idea the size of the venue, what was going on, how big a venue it was, how loud it was. You know, if it was a room where you could reasonably be expected to hear everything, or if it was like the show I went to in Hamburg where I met the the uh, Dollar Club wrestling guys, where the you know definitely if there was any sort of no, noise going on that you wouldn't necessarily be 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 able to hear much if you were you know two hundred feet away or whatever. So I don't well, you know. I don't know. Well, guys, actually, I can't remember who mentioned this, but when we first discussed it, someone brought up probably in the chat that apparently you're not allowed to bring, uh, well, you're not allowed to record anything in these um, events, whatever they are. The what do you call them? The what? What, what are these things called again? Because I've gone blank for Cell some No, the the, the event. WrestleCon. WrestleCon. That's it. Yes, we just had this discussion. I know, I mean, no, no. I you know, know, when but you don't listen to me bring you in tell a me camera you're hosting, phone. but I'm no, hosting no. now and you're still not listening to me. No, listen, did you mention about how you're not allowed to record in these places? Yes. Okay, sorry, I didn't hear. I might have been coughing right as you said it because I muted myself at the time. I didn't hear that. So if that's the case, right, like you said then, then why are we not, well, why would we get evidence? That's the thing, right? Well, I mean, we might not, but that's just it. We don't have any evidence. So what we have is a number of people said, I, I saw it, I heard it. A number of people saying, I didn't see it, I didn't hear it, and I was close enough that I should have been able to hear it or see it if it happened. I doubt very much that Rick Steiner is going to come out and say, yeah, this totally happened. Um, and you're just, you're going to wind up in this situation where here we are, and it's he shed, he, he said, Giselle shed. <laughs> So, Gazelle said, whatever. I, yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. I, I don't know. Like, what do people really expect to hear about this? Like, for well, everybody, for everybody, for everybody who runs a wrestling company who is um, liberal or wants to keep their liber liberal friends happy, they're going to immediately jump to Rick Steiner is guilty. Fuck him. He's canceled. We never want to see him again. And for everybody who's not that way, they're basically going to wait it out and they're going to see what happens. And if there and if there's a lot of noise about it, then they'll cancel Rick Steiner, too, in order to keep the peace. And if there's not, then 
expect to see Rick Steiner in a year or so. Right. Well, didn't WWE expect that? I assume Rob Black has already contacted him to show up and probably MLW has been on the phone. (laughs) And plus, WWE showed him on television, man, the next night in the Hall of Fame. So if, if he was getting such bad heat, why would they even put the camera on him? WWE tends not to work. They... They just keep rolling on, generally. They just keep rolling on. Unless it becomes a big deal, that's when, you know, they comply, per se. Right. Um, in other sort of related and wrestling horrible story news, Vicky Guerrero has deleted all of her Twitter and social media accounts. Yeah, Woof, wow. man. Woof, what a situation. That's the only news on that. So before we go to break there's a recap of brock turning on cody in that story and during the commercials it was noteworthy the shots were fired at the rock as fox airs promotions for the us usfl on fox starting next week so usfl is that take that take that rock and xfl take that wait 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 usfl is back the one that trump actually initially tried to buy out or whatever yeah he had a yeah well he had a team in it yeah right new jersey generals herschel walker actually played that team right when did that actually come back into fruition a couple of years ago really this okay. might be its second or third season oh well that's weird because i hear nothing about it these days at all i hear about xfl still but not the usfl this might be its first maybe it was you know called for covid and they delayed it i'm not really i get confused with the afl which ran for half a season and was canceled even though it was doing pretty well uh and the xfl and the usfl i mean you know this yeah surprising this, it's just too much for me to even think about keeping oh. up with. Like I said, I gave up sports for podcasting. Oh, and by the way, Pierce brought up an interesting thing that we forgot to mention because I knew about this too, and I'm sure you guys probably did too. Jericho did say that Rick Steiner had always been a bully and threw his weight around. So is Jericho. Who's Jericho? So is Jericho. So is Jericho. Oh, sorry, I thought you said who's Jericho. Yeah, uh, well, apparently, I mean, I don't know, but... And whatever. I mean, that was young Rick Steiner that could bully people and get the and throw their weight around. I don't know that old man Rick Steiner who can barely walk still does it. Who knows? I, I, I don't. I don't know the man. I mean, I've right. seen him on TV since 1987 or something like that, but I don't know him. True. What else can we say about that? Yeah. No, you're right. Yeah. Nothing. Let's get off of Rick Steiner. Yeah. All right. So we come back and we get a, a, a recap of what happened to Cody on Raw on Monday. It was a rather lengthy recap, and at this point, I was like, "Ah, oh, God, I really don't need to see this again." And I was it's afraid we were going to get an entire night of recaps. Uh, commentary doesn't know why Brock did what what he did. They have no idea. Wade Barrett opines that maybe it's because Brock was was mad that he was the first match on WrestleMania and didn't get the to main oh, event, which is oh. laugh out loud, stupid. Everyone knows that Brock loves to work first and go home. Well, also, they. D- that better so, not be the kayfabe reason. Like they don't better be surprised, come up with something better. They, they, no, 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 no. Listen, don't be listen, surprised, man. Listen, I, I'm like I'm one of these people who thinks that this is great for Cody. I think everything is good right now. I like the direction that they're going with them. They need to have a better reason than that. If that's the reason, then somebody in creative needs to get a smack in the face. Well, let's be realistic, right? I mean, what reason can they possibly come up with for him to do what he did? I've given the reason. The reason is is that Brock lost his chance to ever challenge Roman Reigns for the world right. title, that's, the universal title again. And that's so true. he was counting on Cody Rhodes to do it so Brock could challenge Cody Rhodes for it. And 
Cody Rhodes did not just lose for Cody Rhodes. He just he didn't just lose for the Rhodes family, for his father's legacy, for the WWE Universe. But he blew Brock Lesnar's near-term chance of winning, too, because there was not a better chance. There's, he doesn't see anyone around the locker room that could have beat Roman, and so he was counting on it. He's pissed, so now he's going to take out his anger on Cody. That's fine and all, right? But the thing is, say Cody gets the next... Do you, th- do you guys think he'll be still the number one contender moving forward? Does he get another rematch very soon, say? No. I think right. Roman probably has at least one defense before he goes back to getting back to the Cody. To Cody, game. against Cody, though, Chris. No, he said before it gets back to Cody. No, I think before it goes to Cody, oh, Roman okay, defends sorry. at least yep. one more time against somebody else. All right. If that's the case, fine, but it's still lazy, in my opinion, if they go that route. And you're probably right, Jeff. That's probably that's the only logical fucking thing they can go down no, right they're, now. They're Otherwise, going with what Wade said. I mean, when they give us something like that and, and it's lazy, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with the lazy thing. But mine isn't that creative, but it's sort of an obvious no, story. At least, right. it's, at least it's consistent with wrestling and... You know, so you know something that could be. It's it's certainly more viable than Brock was mad that he that he was the opening match and not the main event. Come on, now. that was stupid. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, why. If that's the case. He should have been mad at the other five matches that were between him and the in the main event. The other four matches that were between number one and number six. He should have um, come out and he should have come out and taken Oscar to Suplex City in that case. <laughs> there you go. Absolutely. Whoa. So they turn it to Kayla, who's with Paul Heyman and Styles, and she is basically going to ask the same question now the crowd was booing um from from the arena obviously and they were backstage but uh paul Heyman says no there will be no booing and kayla asks do you know why brock lesnar did what he did and basically paul recites the manish tanah saying why is tonight different than any other night and you know saying i don't know what brock why brock lesnar did what he did and he immediately pivoted to Roman Reigns and his achievements. Uh, and at that moment, Jay Uso sort of sidles up and he's all happy. He's you know, going, hey, main event Jay Uso, good that you're here. And Jay's like, yeah, yeah, what's up? How's it going, guys? Uh, you all know where Jimmy is? You know, you know where Jimmy is? And Paul tells him, informs him, that Roman ordered Jimmy to stay home and watch on TV because Jay is going to take care of the Sami Zayn problem all by himself. When main event Jay Uso finally solves the Sami Zayn problem all by himself, he can't say solo because solo is standing right next to him. Um, but uh, yeah, but so then Jay exits, you know, looking a little frustrated. The thing that's stupid, like he doesn't know where his brother is, right? I'm sure they live pretty close by, right? Just say hypothetically, they have right? telepathy. They're they're twins. Are they twins? Exactly. They have telepathy. That was just pretty weak, like in my opinion. And even looking, he's looking at Solo, who's also his brother, shoot brother, and he's like, "Do you know where Jimmy is?" Even though Solo didn't sell it at all, but still, it's just it. I just find it a little weak and lazy again with this storyline. I, I don't know why Jimmy was left off, but yeah, I don't like that part. But at least the bloodline is still a thing, and we're still rolling with it. That's the positive side. Well, here's why they went with it this way. Now they could have done a different they could have done it differently and I think that it would have made more sense, you're right, but <clears throat> they wanted to get the they wanted to get the moment where um first of all, Jay asks, "Hey, have you seen Jimmy?" and there's a look between Solo and Paul, right? right. Then they wanted to get the moment afterwards where Paul says, "If Jay doesn't take care of business tonight, you take care of our problem." 
So that all kind of needed to be with Jay coming in and asking the questions, et cetera. I mean, it's not like it could have been set up a little bit better, but that's why they went with it this way is so that they could set those two things up. Also, I wanted to mention, um, Paul actually never said, I don't know why Brock did that. He basically Dude. said, I don't know why you're asking me these questions. These right. questions are ridiculous and I'm going to pivot to something else. I'm going to ask, I'm, right. I'm going to answer the question it. that I want to answer, exactly. which is perfect, Paul Heyman. And yeah, also, I'm going to pass over that question. Yeah. I mean, wonderful. Love Paul Heyman. Just also, so much. Just pass over and he's a Jew. That's yeah. a good call. Absolutely. That's spot on. And uh, I, I happy good Friday out. to all of those oh, who yes. celebrate and happy yes. Passover to all of you celebrate that. And, any right. other holiday that might be falling during this. It is the Easter time. edition, right? Or the Good Friday edition of the Smack Attack. And I do want to point out, yeah, Happy Easter if we don't. Actually, we will see everybody again tomorrow. We'll not see them. They'll see us for Uncaged. But I want to say also about the Paul Heyman part, don't be surprised. <laughs> exactly. Don't be surprised if Heyman does have something to do with this with Brock. Well, we're supposed where... to think that. Right. Again, and and he's playing up on that too. So. Because remember, there's always a plan B. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. That's actually a great point. And when when you when you say plan B, plan Brock. <laughs> you know what I mean? B for Brock. <laughs> Hopefully, they're that smart to actually play up on that. I know poor Heyman. He's that's for sure. Well, as Chris pointed out, Heyman says to Solo as after Jimmy walks out. Either he solves the problem or you do, which was a good line. And Chris is right. Absolutely. The reason they set it up is we, we needed to see all of it on screen. Yeah. Uh, and the interview with Kayla was so that the crowd could react as opposed to doing one of those recorded scenes in, in a locker room or in their special suite. All right. Hmm. We come back and Ricochet makes an entrance. He's coming in solo, gets a pretty good reaction from the crowd. And he is facing Ivar, who's not alone with Valhalla, but not with Eric. Um, which was a, sort of interesting, I suppose, that neither Braun nor Eric were there. No complaints. Um, <laughs> this match was exactly what you would think. It was a contrast in styles, speed and agility versus power, but you know, surprising agility for a big man. Um, at some point, there's Ricochet tried a suicide dive. Ivar caught him uh, mid-leap and slammed him down and then pay, placed him at the uh, ring bottom of the ring apron and gave him one of those splashes. And that's, of course, where we went to commercial and we learned that when we came back that Ivar's been basically manhandling Ricochet the entire time and slowing the pace, which is what he should do. Um, Ricochet, uh, he tries to, at some point, you know, he gets back into an offensive position, but Ivar has been working on his midsection and his back. And so Ricochet tries to do basically a leg press, you know, uh, squatting, Ivar off, you know, presumably for a uh, what looks like it might have been a Samoan drop. Um, everyone lost a car. Yeah, everyone lost a car. Yeah. Um, but his back gave up on him, uh, which was a you know, decent spot. Ivar goes to the top of the turnbuckle about as slow as anyone could humanly do so. Though, if you know what Ivar looks like, and I hope you do, it almost wasn't ridiculous given the circumstances. Almost, I say. Now, if you followed War Machine's career, it is ridiculous. Um, anyway, Ricochet takes advantage of this this timing. Uh, eventually leads to a shooting star press where Ricochet gets the, the W, and nobody runs out. There's no Eric. There's no Braun. None of that. 
Valhalla uh, stops at the ramp with uh, Ivar basically taking a knee and Valhalla has her hand on his head looking up. She looks displeased and Ivar looks scared. It looks like, you know, maybe he's going to suffer from the wrath of the gods. Can I just say RIP to the to the Vikingo Raiders? I mean, seriously. RIP, they're done. The fact that Ricochet was about to pick up Ivar was just, oh my God. Like, really? They're very done. Strong. He's very Yeah, he's strong with the finger too. But seriously, that's, they're done. I mean, can we say that the Viking Ra- Raiders are actually officially jobbers now the viking jobbers you can't come back from this no can we strongly suspect it yes i i don't care who you are a guy that big should not lose to a little mini me like ricochet all right i I don't care it's not realistic man it just i I honestly think that all this team really needs is some is about a 30 second video every week for the next three weeks talking about um how uh what the fuck are they calling her Valhalla which doesn't make Valhalla, any sense Valhalla Valhalla uh doesn't make any sense they should just call her Freya or something um <clears throat> you know which intelligent people do with their children <laughs> um but uh but anyway uh honestly for the I've next never heard 3 people weeks people uses a singular before yeah mm. well there you go um <laughs> Um, but, but basically, basically, remember when we were saying about how I laugh sometimes on camera? Um, yeah, that's why yeah. I laughed. Yeah. So, uh, but anyway, you, you know the what they really yeah. need is they need for the next three weeks to show us thirty second clips of Valhalla being pissed off and working on them and basically telling them, you know, you're 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 gonna have to be punished by the gods, etc. Uh, you know the the gods are are punishing them and they're and they're getting them prepared, etc. The next so time sort they of like come the out, Miro, yeah, sure, and then, of, um, sure, storyline. exactly. And then and then a month from now, you have them come out, you have them win a bunch of matches against jobbers or whatever, and they're right back to being a legitimate team again. It it does not take much when guys look like that and can work like that to just tweak a tiny part of their gimmick and bring them back and have them be strong again. Um, I agree with will you. Will they? No. no, that's the problem, right. It exactly. wouldn't be impossible to make them something if you wanted to, and I think they're actually a really good team. They are, but they keep starting and stopping with this team for some reason, and it leads to nowhere every time. So Which is why, like can... I'm saying, they right. should just retool right now and just bring them back in a month and book them better. Here's the yeah, problem. They sort of look like shit. Like, like if Ivar gave that extra 40 pounds that makes him look fatter than he is big and somehow converted it to Eric's body, they, 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 they'd probably... That, they, that would be a better-looking team. Ivar was very agile back when they were the War Raiders in New Japan. I mean, he could do, like... Uh, what did I call them? War Raiders. Oh, sorry. That's the WB name. I meant War Machine. Right, Exactly. Uh, they were great in New Japan and Ring of Honor. I loved them back then. Yeah, they were killers, legitly. But this shit right here, as uh, Cat Williams would say, no thanks. They can get their Valhalla, Hala, Hala on and out of here, in my opinion, including well, I agree. Valhalla. So let's, let's knock them right out and go to KO staring at the unified tag team titles. Enter Sami Zayn. Enter stage right. And he points out that Kevin is just sitting there staring at the unified t- tag team titles. And Kevin goes, I'm not California dreaming, Jeff. I'm leering at them. <laughs> That's weird. And it would be Oregon dreaming. 
Well, no, they wanted me in California, though. That's what that's I understand, what but they were in Portland. That's true, but still. Okay. But the thing is, this is obviously leading. Shithole dreaming, in other words. Ooh, I've never been in Hear that, homeboy? Now, I know it's, a, it's, it's in the state of chaos, but I think that usually people enjoy living in, in the Portland area. So I've heard. No, Portland apparently is very nice, apparently. Uh, well, yeah, they, they, they've got, they, there's like a section of the city that basically the government ceded uh, after some of the, the riots and thought it would just blow over, and, and apparently it didn't. It formed its own little commune. Uh, literally, but, of but Since they don't actually produce anything, it's, it's sort <laughs> of a bums. commune of crime. So Yeah, and they're just bums, right? Like, right. Yeah, whatever. Is that still the thing they're legitimately... Keep Portland out? weird. I, I don't I don't know the extent of it, but it is a thing. How much of a thing it is, I I don't. Wow, know. I didn't to know me, that. Co- to, to me, covering Portland is almost like me covering Vancouver. It's it's like you know, far similar. Away. They're right next to each other. Anyway. It's none of my business, really. <laughs> right. No, but um, yeah. This is this is weird because I feel like Kevin Owens is gonna eventually get jealous of Sami Zayn and his attention towards the Usos and whatnot, and then he's gonna turn on Sami eventually, and that's how they lose their belt. Could be. I mean, Kevin Owens is the the medium show. Absolutely. I mean, it's obvious. This is where they're going. So I'm going to put this question out to you guys. Do you think there's going to be a lot, a lot more of a shorter run than we think? Well, how long of a run do you think? I don't know. That's a good question. Could it be as short as, say, a month? No. No. Okay. I don't know. I just find it interesting that they're already planting seeds of, you know, like dissension between the two of them. They'll keep it for a quarter at least, and um, that's all they need it for. They don't need to keep it for any longer than that. But they're they're keeping us guessing with, you know, is Paul Heyman plan B with Brock? I mean, you know, what Roman doesn't, you know, fully trust all of his troops, except he seems to trust solo but he doesn't quite trust jimmy and jay so you have the same thing on this also even sammy's conflicting he you know he, that's what you i'm know, saying he, you know i i mean we'll get to that very shortly so anyway so kevin owens discusses with sammy that he's got a great opportunity he should be excited about his big match main eventing you know against um against jay uso that he can finally put the the bloodline behind them by defeating jay uh Sammy feels that something just feels off. You know, Sammy's always overthinking things when he gets into his, uh, theorist, Jeff. into his Woody Allen in, in right. mode. When he gets into his 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 neurotic Jewish comedian, you know, stick <laughs> uh, uh, from the late seventies through the late eighties, um, and uh, he he just he just wants to talk to Jay. And Kevin Owen scoffs at this idea and says, "Listen." Do you think you're gonna? If you think you're gonna have a nice chat with Jay, you're crazy. Don't, don't you know what's going on here? It's a bad idea. Don't do it. Just listen to me. And Sammy's like, I know you're right. It's a bad idea, but I'm gonna do it anyway. And Kevin's like, I can't believe he's gonna do it. So that that was that segment. So you know that that sort of furthers what we were talking about before. But if anyone has any other thoughts on this segment of this conversation, uh, feel free. Um, go, Chris. You can go first. Anything. To- uh- no, I mean that pretty much covered the segment. It's right. uh yeah, it's it's Kevin Owens basically playing the um listen, I've already told you six times that this isn't going to work and can we just fucking move on? Like it, basically right now Kevin Owens is playing the friend telling his friend, "Man, she's not good for you. Don't <laughs> yeah, even yeah. fucking talk exactly. to her. The relationship's over. Stop fucking texting. Stop mm-hmm. having hookups. Get the fuck away from her. She's crazy." 
It's true. That's exactly. You're not just going to be friends. <laughs> yeah, and eventually it's going to break them down because of Sami Zayn's, you know, thing with the Usos. So that's. I mean, it's obvious. That's what's going to lead them to losing the the the, the belts. hundred percent. It's very Beverly Hills nine hundred two and now. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so next we we uh, we see a still smiling and still back posing Raquel Rodriguez coming out and then Liv's music hits. So this is a tag team match. Ugh. This is a tag team action. Raquel Rodriguez and Liv Morgan are the number one contenders, so it's a title match, right? Wrong. They're facing <laughs> Natalia and Shotzi. Why? Why? Yeah. Like why would you have them even possibly lose before their title match? That's stupid. Uh, let's play a six-way. Well, apparently Natalia, Natalia and Shotzi want to prove that they're on the same level and they're worthy of a title shot as well. Okay, because they uh, came now, what, three times together? <laughs> um, so anyway, we go to commercial and we see that A&E has Superstar Sunday, WWE Superstar Sunday with biography, this week featuring Dusty Rhodes and on Rivals. It's going to cover Randy Orton, the legend killer, against the undertaker so that that's lined up for sunday if you're interested we see uh, shotzi and natalia's entrance the tank is back commentary mentions bushwhacker butch's passing which was you know a classy second mention i'm glad uh, they did wade, that actually yeah wade barrett mentions that, that they were one of his favorites as a kid not one of my favorites as a kid as the bushwhackers i liked yeah. them as the sheep herders but uh yeah the bushwhackers yeah i was i was indifferent even as a kid yeah, I didn't much like the Bushwhackers, to be honest with you. Um, they, 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 they were too goofy for me. Um, <laughs> basically, I mean, does anyone think that anything has happened except that Natty is coaching Shotzi, and at the end of this run, she's going to tell them whether she has potential or not, or whether she... Exactly. She's on trial right now, Jeff. I think she's on her last... Because, uh... basically, Natalia has a lot of a lot of power. I mean, she pretty much can make you or break you in WWE. And if she doesn't like you, she talks to the higher-ups and she'll get you fired, pretty much. Yeah. So it wouldn't surprise me. You might be onto something there, She's Jim. very much the player coach. Is, she is. Sort of the same role that Dolph and Drew play with the men. Right, absolutely. I agree. She's, been the, class, up, she's been the class of the division since she stepped in. Um, and... 15 years ago. Yeah, that's yeah. it. I mean, think about how long she's been there. I mean... You know, there are lots of people on this roster right now who have who, you know, everybody, you know, considers to be Hall of Famers and this, that, the other thing. You know, Lita basically had a career in the ring that was like three and a half years long. I mean, she, she you know, uh, for the most part, she was a valet. She had an occasional match here and there, but her actual in-ring career was about three and a half years long. She did have a run in Mexico and ECW also, though, before WWE. I, I need to add something very important about Lita. Side boob. Right. Oh, but her um, neck, man. Her neck, though, looks so We're talking old. about now. We're talking about then. Right, side right. Boob. I know, I know. That's true. Yeah. Um, but, like, anyway, to continue my point, sorry, my kid needed a hug. Um, That's but, um, yeah, like, think about how long Natalia's been there, been active, been a major part of who's building and who's not building and who is staying on the roster and who can't stay on the roster. I mean, when this is all said and done, somebody needs to seriously like have a conversation about how close to the greatest of all time in the women's division is Natalia. Oh, let's give her flowers. Let's be honest, okay? I mean, 
yeah, we shit on her now, right? But she is possibly in the argument of one of the greatest female wrestlers in history. I mean, her younger v- version of herself was pretty damn good. Today, she's just, you know, she's just, she's just putting everyone else over. That's what, what her job is. But she truly is the undertaker of the female division. There's no doubt about it. That's a fact. I mean, I've, there's been plenty of reports that she actually makes or breaks them. Even on Total Divas, they actually showed that that she does that, where mm-hmm. she talks to upper management if any particular female wrestler is good or not, and yeah. if they should hire him or not, or fire him or not. I agree. All right, so th- this match was, I mean, listen, the match wasn't terrible, but it was sort of exactly what you would think it would be. So Natty and Shotzi are setting up for the Heart Foundation's famous finisher, but Raquel prevents that. Uh, she there's a and and with her preventing it, Liv comes in for a, ter- a tornado DDT into the oblivion. So the faces win. So Natty and Shotzi did not prove themselves as being worthy of a title shot, and Raquel and Liv win a match, continuing momentum or gaining momentum anyway for their big title match against Becky and Lita on Raw. Where does Trish stand in all this? I don't oh, know. No. This, this is clearly leading to some sort of uh, turn with Trish, especially after Monday night. She didn't say nothing. If you remember, when they asked her a question, she just didn't say nothing and walked off. All right, so this was match two. So Raquel came out of NXT. Shotzi came out of NXT. Uh, Liv, I think, came out of NXT as well. Natty, Shotzi, Shotzi did have a pretty decent name on the independent <clears throat> circuit, though. Yeah, but fair. she still came out of NXT. Of course, right. But it's sort of like the Seth Rollins sort of thing. Too. Oh, is I mean, first of all, I, I, don't, I don't really, I, yeah, I didn't feel like arguing about it, but I don't really care either. He still came out of NXT, but That's Seth Rollins idea. had an extremely successful, Shotzi Absolutely. had a couple years where she was like, you know. She a, was making a name fan. for herself, but she's known for the same thing over and over, including in WWE. Right. She just doesn't know how to work properly, man. All she does Even is this finish, she took the, she took the, what the fuck is Liv's finisher called the again? Oblivion. Okay, she took the Oblivion, and it basically (laughs) looked like she just took, like, a really slow, soft face bump. Like, she went to her knees first and then fell over. Is that the way this bump is supposed to go? She does not know how to work, man. That's the problem. Like, she has something about her, right? But she does not know how to work, and I don't think she'll ever learn properly how to work. She's got a really cool entrance, but absolutely give absolutely. someone else that entrance. She's got love. something. Yeah, absolutely. She's got something about her, right? And I think everyone thinks they can mold her into a star. The problem is you could, but she needs to learn how to friggin' work. And unfortunately, it just Nathan Jones doesn't. looked great too. Right, but he sucked. In a bit of a half-hearted defense, which is also an indictment as well, I th- I think that one of the things Natty is telling her to do is slow down, that she's moving too fast. Maybe. She looks clumsy and reckless out there. So Absolutely. M- maybe she's taking that too much to heart. So, hmm, you know, uh, we'll see. All right, so next we see Xavier Woods and Matt Cat Moss still playing video games, still playing WWE 2K23. <sighs> this time Emma is... Uh, arm candy for Madcap Moss, and they're having they're in the same room. And LA Knight interrupts again, uh, oh. saying that they're playing cockamamie games, so <laughs> extra points for cockamamie. And then it's like they are not in the room. He's talking about how could you have WrestleMania without in LA without LA Knight? That was a glaring omission. Uh, Xavier Woods says, 
why are you always complaining? Why don't you make opportunities like I did and make something for yourself instead of complaining? Now, Xavier Woods was hosting some sort of stupid ass. He wasn't even on WrestleMania, so I don't know what the hell he's talking about. And I'm pretty sure the year before they just did like you know those squirtum gun things. They had that yeah, ridiculous right. segment with exactly. the with the super Xavier soaker. Woods, Xavier Woods, who has won all of zero singles championships in 15 fucking years, is telling somebody else how to go about their business. Well, he yeah, should have won the NXT true. Women's uh, Championship in, in a way. <laughs> Whatever. He oh, laid well, claim actually, to it. Well, yes, that's he marked his territory, but 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 it, but unfortunately, he lost that match because it was good old Max, whatever his name is, that uh ended you're up winning. Miss, you missed the joke, Jimmy. Well, you missed the no, joke, I Jimmy. Don't, no, I don't. The belt got desecrated. I know exactly what he's talking about, yeah. but okay. it wasn't him that won it, unfortunately. That's it was the, the other guy. <laughs> fertilized Ooh, that sounds even worse. <laughs> <laughs> fertilized, yuck. But anyway, yeah. the point is, unfortunately, he lost that matchup, which is a hard-fought match. Yeah, real well, hard. Yep. So <laughs> LA Knight challenges Xavier Woods to a match. You want me to prove myself? I'm going to prove myself, and then he destroys the game, the game controller, which I forgot. That was about. good. I like that. Yeah. And then it's what we've all been waiting for. Triple H is going gonna, is gonna to come back. So we come back from commercial. Triple H gets a huge ovation. Michael Cole says, one of the greatest of all time, now running this place yeah they mm-hmm. emphasize that which is surprising i don't know if that's a little dig at vinnie mac it's after Monday absolutely night. i mean i don't know if it's a dig at vinnie mac but it, but it's as close to breaking kayfabe as, as they're going to do absolutely. yeah that was michael cole going yeah just just so everybody's aware he's the guy who's running it not vince mcmahon that old guy he got told to fuck off he's the guy who's running it this guy right here in the ring with the bald head and the beard here's the guy running running wwe right now yeah I mean, as if yeah. we could have figured it out from how the show is progressing already it was much more fast-paced and then look interesting um but i think it, it was, was probably michael man, saying, definitely i'm free again i was in i was in prison all this time and then i got freed and then they put me back into prison for four days but now i'm out again and i'm really happy about it I, i'm so excited i just can't hide it so anyway it's announcement time and basically with a tear in his eye he's talking about wrestlemania was great and how it broke all these records blah 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 wrestlemania is where hearts are broken and dreams are fulfilled Records were set. Over 161,000 fans in attendance. They broke all records for merchandise. There were a billion digital views this week alone. I don't even know what that means. Uh, well, obviously through social media and everything, YouTube, just everything in general, clearly. And it's clearly. definitely an overestimation of everything because there are 7 billion people on the planet. Not a billion of them looked at, looked at this. Come on. Well, yeah, well, yeah. it's probably you know, it's probably some people did it on loop and whatever. Um, anyway, his announcement is that the in the 2023 draft is upon us in a few short weeks. Didn't tell us how many weeks are. We That's don't really true. know what short yeah. means. I mean, Veer was coming for ten minutes uh, for ten months. <laughs> I hope he checked with his doctor about. Um, uh, uh, so no. we'll see. But he did say everyone have- is eligible. If you have an orgasm that lasts for for eight that, for ten that's, months, that's pretty check good, with your actually. doctor. Absolutely right. But hey, I wouldn't be complaining. Imagine that, but you'd be like, "Oh uh, shit!" You wouldn't be complaining. <laughs> I don't know. I'd be fucking yeah, I mean, complaining yeah, after that's... ten months. You better believe I'd be like, "Jesus Christ, man! I just want to get back to life now. Yeah. I want to go there, eat there... a fucking sandwich in public." <laughs> there is Imagine too much that, of a good though, thing. Right? Oh, that way too much. I mean, uh, you're walking down there. I was like, man, I'm a good sandwich. 
<laughs> Is that a sausage hoagie? Are you just happy to see me. <laughs> anyway. So anyway. Everyone oh, is boy. eligible. Everyone. Oh, and it will absolutely change the game. Talking about changing the game, game uh... he introduces Rhea Ripley, the Eradicator. That is yeah. not going to stick. <laughs> what the hell is that? I, I, I was even like, what the hell, the Eradicator? It is at least two too many syllables. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what to say about that. That's kind of weird. But It sounds um, more whatever. like the, the Orkin Man. Like the <laughs> if you have an infant, like you have cockroaches or ants, you call the Eradicator. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, And she, Rhea Ripley I mean, is a cool enough name all by itself. Like you right. don't have to fuck with that name. She's Rhea Ripley. It's WWE though. They love right. their buzzwords, man. Well, on she everybody. also has my brutality, so she can be the brutality. I mean, I mean, why come up with? Use the eradicator on, on your your next person. <laughs> the eradicator, or the brutalizer, the exterminator. Right. This sounds like a bad porno too. too. So she comes out with Judgment Day. So basically, they all take turns on the mic. Now Rhea gets cheered by by fans, and she says, "That was, was crazy, man." Yeah. April first, twenty twenty three, was a historic victory. The day that. Rhea did the impossible, something that's only been done 14 other times. <laughs> she defeated the 14-time world champion. So, obviously not the impossible, but okay, we'll give her a pass. Um, and then she demands that everyone rises for her. And, and there's Which a, you know, they do. I'm sure they do. Exactly. <laughs> you know, a bunch of them did, a bunch of them booed, but it was sort of half and half. I mean, you know, it wasn't all booze. Um, no one all limp dicks, Jeff. Come on That's now. right. <laughs> And then she hands the mic over to Finn. And he's still going on and on about Edge. And he talks about how <sighs> he gets 14 staples in his head. And, you know, who really won? Uh, where's Edge? He's nowhere to be seen. And Finn <laughs> Balor is still standing. Shut up, you little yap dog. <laughs> oh, God. I agree. Shut yeah. up. <laughs> re re Reason number 9,000 not to invest in Finn Balor. We, we have and three here. Staples in his head, broken calf, can't talk, boring, yap dog, can't and cut a Enough's enough with this feud already. I get it. Long-term storytelling, but come on, man. Yeah, I mean, it's got to be over. He, yeah, he, I mean, he should have at least said that the, the Judgment Day is moving on to other things. We're done with him. Right, that, that's, that's it. Move on. Yeah, as far as I'm concerned, he should just declare victory and move on. It, it doesn't matter. That's All it. Right. Then they give the mic to, to well, Dom. But you you know why they're doing that, right? They're, they're setting up the whole, like, uh, Bad Bunny's going to help with uh, Rey Mysterio. The Judgment Day, the LWO will get there, but they'll get beat up or whatever, and then Edge will come out to save them or whatever. That'll be that'll be the big pop for Edge coming back for Puerto uh, Rico. And then, and then the Mexicans. He's for six to eight weeks, though. So, I mean. Why? why? What's wrong with him? Torn calf. We oh, sorry. He, he's he's edge, out of action, like. He's out of action, like he can't get in the ring and work a match. But I'm pretty sure he can show up and hit somebody with a chair. Absolutely well, I don't know. Right. It, it depends on what they're, you know, what they're doing. If they're in, doing surgery, maybe not. If it's just rest, you could very well be right. Um, all right, so Dom comes out mega booze. Mega oh my heat. god, can, this was can we just awesome. Give this the was kid flowers, please. Awesome. We just did. Stop telling us to but... give the kid the flowers when we just gave him a, a bouquet. <laughs> Never mind the kid. I'm gonna I'm gonna give Jimmy his flowers. I, like oh, I, I'm willing I'm oh, willing now to 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 accept that you might be correct about Dominic Mysterio. Like the reaction that he time. got here was nuclear heat, and I mean like this was like guy could <sighs> barely get reaction. his promo out. Um, 
heat and awesome just fantastic he did such a fantastic job with this too of the it wasn't just it wasn't just the people booed the people are booing and his promo was oh, the stuff of nuclear heat i only brilliant. lost to my dad because i wasn't willing to really try to hit him after you tried Perfect. to hit him with a chain like you're just a, you're just an awful little shit and uh listen if they can keep if they can keep this kind of stuff going with Dom, then they might have like a, a serious mid card star on their hands. They they might Which have is... somebody who can be at that uni- who can be at that intercontinental or U.S. title you know level for his whole career and be good at it. He gets it, man. Uh, I'm sorry, but he really does. He gets it. And the thing is, not only was his promo great. But it was pro wrestling 101. It was chicken shit heel promo. You know what I mean? At its best. That's exactly. And I know he's got his daddy in his ear, obviously, telling him to probably be like that. But he did grow up in the business. The kid understands the difference between being a babyface and a heel. But boy, does he play the heel like an old school veteran. That was a throwback promo. Let's be honest. It truly was a throwback. You know what it really shows me more than just about like more than just about anything from this last couple of weeks here in professional wrestling. What it really shows me is that the way that you get the crowd invested in what's going on is you tell a fucking story. Dominic Mysterio is not having five-star matches ever. He's never going to have a five-star match in his career. He doesn't have the coordination. He's fine in the ring. He's not bad. No, right? he's not the anymore. worst guy, right? Anymore, exactly. he was he exactly. was bad a year ago. He was like obnoxiously oh, bad absolutely. a year ago. I, I would agree with you. But sure. as a heel, he does just enough to stay in a match, and he's able to. He, he's he's just he does the right things in the match. He cheats, and then <laughs> he complains, and he does everything that you're supposed to do. Like you said, Jimmy, old school wrestling heel, it, it really and he was. got, and he's getting the biggest reaction. For on the on the heel side of the ledger, well, Old you bring up an interesting point. Works. It's simple. You got to just keep it simple. That's the problem with professional wrestling as a whole. No one's keeping it simple. But Dom kept it simple, and that's exactly what's working. But can we say is he the biggest heel right now in in WWE and possibly in all of pro wrestling? Can we I mean, say that? No, because Roman exists and yeah. he's technically a heel. But right, but he still gets cheered though too. Yeah, in some who ways. gets the who gets the biggest heel reaction at least over the last three or four weeks? It's Dominic Mysterio. Absolutely, nobody else in wrestling is getting that same kind of everybody fucking hates you and <laughs> wants you to die reaction. That's I mean, yeah, I don't think it's even X Pac type of heat either. Like it's I not go away. Heat. It's not. No, it's, it's, not. It's, it's this is this is this is the reaction that in their wildest dreams they wanted. Oh, yep. for sure, and it's worked for whatever reason. It's, it's I'm working. gonna. I'm not even gonna give my usual caveat and butt here. I'm just gonna let you take your victory lap. And I want to point out that the <laughs> promo not only was it it was old school con, old school thoughts, but he actually updated the language to be current with the whiny new generation. Because he said Absolutely, he didn't want right. to show oppression towards <laughs> yeah. his father, not aggression. Sure. Said oppression, which is one of those you know, uh, catch words, catchphrases. For sure. He, so he, he held back and he pulled his punches. And as far as he could, could concern, the whole family can go to hell and they can take Bad Bunny <laughs> with you. And with that, we get a recap of Bad Bunny's involvement in the WrestleMania, taking the chain when 
uh, Damian Priest was trying to get at the Dominic and Bad Bunny's involvement with Damian Priest uh, at Raw and Dominic. Uh, and because Damian, because Bad Bunny is not a contracted WWE superstar, we do not know his health status. Uh, but we're but we're hearing it's unknown. But we're hearing he's in bad shape. So apparently he's not a local medical facility. He's on a secret one. Well, uh, Chris is asking a, a question, a random question, according to himself. But are there any NXT call-ups you wish to see drafted to the main roster? I say no one, but pretty deadly are worthy. Yes, boy. I don't even want to see pretty deadly on the main roster. They're they're it's too skinny time I, right now. I think they're Either. too cartoony right now and cartoony. I think they're too cartoony to do it. I I don't know. I mean. You already have maximum male models in the Viking Raiders, and, True, and what's left point. of the New Day are uh, you know doing a lot of comedy shtick. Um, the Creeds, maybe if someone could speak for them, but I'm not sure they're ready yet either. And you know Carmelo, but he's not coming up anytime soon because he just got the NXT Championship. Wesley, they, bring him up at any time. He's 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 ready. The thing with Wesley is too much like Ricochet, though, in a way. He is a lot like Ricochet, but you know, you know just put him on the different brand. I don't know, you know, the other show. Um, there, you it's know. not time for any call-ups right now from NXT. I, think. I don't, I, see, I don't see right. There are women. Yeah. There's tons of women who I think could be called and up. But I, I don't know what you do with them. Women. Right. It's true. Too many over there. That's true. So right now, Chris, I, I'd probably say no. Uh, I mean, I'm sure there will be. There almost always are. You know, probably as long draft. as one of them is not Von Wagner. <laughs> I, I, I think we can all agree it's not the right time there. No, I, I think that if they're going to do it, they need to wait until... I mean, there's always releases after Mania. And, I mean, Gee. I think that you could probably release Past a regime, few. though. Past regime. That's true. I mean, it could be different. But, I mean, I think that it's a good time to refresh things anyway. Because, like you said, there, you know, as we've talked about, there are some wrestlers and some acts, some tag teams even, who are basically lost. I mean, they're circling the drain. They do nothing but lose, 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 lose. You could get rid of some of these acts, and you could replenish the roster with a few guys from NXT. But is anybody from NXT ready in the way that like uh, Samoa Joe was ready to come up to the main roster or, a, or like the, or that Bobby Roode was ready to mm-hmm. come up to the main roster. Well, no. already veterans though, by that point. To be well, fair. speaking of the way, one of the people who makes sense, not because she's necessarily a great wrestler is in the Hartwell. She can be back with her TV husband, Dexter Loomis. She's she can reform the way, which was the only right. time that she was interesting. And she could be her and Candice LeRae were an actual tag team. They uh, had NXT yeah. tag team titles, I think, twice. There are no real women's tag teams, and at least you could have one there. That makes sense. No, definitely. Yeah. And I, I think I'm not suggesting that they should win any titles, but they could be like Greg Valentine and Brutus Beefcake and just, <laughs> you know, be a challenger but never really win anything. Um, well, can we say, though, about Indy Hartwell that uh, have we been too hard on her? Over- no, we are not. Just because she's Australian. She's stiff as No, hey, I, I, I mean, couldn't stand Indy Hartwell either. Hard. So. I mean, she's, she's dull. Right, no, but we're not now, being too hard on her. I think um, she's improved, though, suddenly. But well, she's, she's been she, there 27 years. She should, that's no, true, she, too. She's, she's a zero. The fact she, they gave uh, her the NXT Women's Championship, though, is kind of weird, but it is what it is. Weird. I mean. She's, she's interesting as long as she's with Dexter Loomis. Um, yeah, right. Absolutely. Them two have chemistry yeah. for whatever reason. Some things work. work together. In the on her own, listen, let's face it, 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 it. She's not particularly attractive. And, you know, Jeff's rule, no boobs. <laughs> well, yeah. 
All right. So back back to the segment. Then the the mic is then turned over to Damian Priest, who says in Spanish that Dominic is, is his brother. And Bad Bunny, I hope you forgive me because I forgive you for making me do what I had to do to you. So <laughs> that was like the end of his promo. <laughs> Man, I've on... been saying since they brought the kid up, I don't see it with Damian Priest. He's got a lot of stuff that you want in a professional wrestler. He moves fine. He's got good size. He is awful on a microphone. Like, if he could talk as well as Dominic Mysterio, he could be world champion. Isn't that he, crazy? That he we're, is. We're hearing that? <laughs> he is very bad on a mic. Like, today he Tonight he was kind of unusually bad though. It seemed like he was uh, hesitating, maybe, or like kind of even uh, stumbling on his words. So yeah, I haven't seen a single weird. promo. I've seen from him stumble worse on his words. Yeah, well, I haven't go, seen so. a single promo from him that was even as good as Brock Lesnar promos. So, and that's telling you something. <laughs> yeah. All right. So now what happens is Rey Mysterio comes down with the LWO. They're no longer Legado del Fantasma. It's Legado World Order still, though. Not, no, not Latino the, well, World maybe, Order. But they said the LWO, uh, all of them wearing LWO shirts, except Ray, including uh, Zelina Vega. The teams are Santos Escobar and Ray Mysterio versus Dominic Mysterio and Damian Priest. Ray and Dom open it up, but Dom immediately tags in Damian Priest to heel move. Um, and all I've got to say about this match is that Santos looked absolutely great, but he had his shirt cut in a weird way, like he was like from the '80s in one of those like summertime movies where hmm. he cut the sleeves, but also he cut the midriff off, like, like sort Stevie of like Richards dancing like Stevie Richards, shirt, like the Blue Meanie. <laughs> yeah, and Stevie Richards used to do the same thing. Yeah, that was a long time ago. <laughs> it was a long time ago, and it's the LWO calling back to the BWO. Thank you yeah, very much. Right, absolutely, exactly. and shout out to Stevie, by the way. But uh, um, there was. There was a point where Ray and Santos did, both did uh, Tope Suicidas at the same time, uh, and that was pretty cool. Um, we went to commercial, and there was a commercial for Evil Dead Rises, and I got to tell you, this looks like a, it's going to be a freaking awesome horror movie. It's got it's scoring 96% on Rotten Tomatoes really? so far. Hmm. I haven't seen a decent, like a good horror movie in a long time, I'll, and if that's good, I'll check it out. But can I say one thing, guys? 96% of Chris's time. Sorry? 96 96% from who though is it the the audience or the critics because lately rotten tomatoes is like you have to really go into there trying to figure out okay is this good is this bad and it is often the case that the audience and the critics do not fucking agree about anything like this i think true. the super mario brothers movie right now has like a 96% from the audience score and like a 48% from the critics. So well, what do you expect? It's a video game game. So is it a cartoon video... format? It is, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, right, it's, right. it's, it's you know, some sort of CGI animation type. I, I, it I really looks like the video game legitly. Yeah. But um, what was I going to say? All Round Tomatoes means is that people liked it more than this. So, this. so it could be like they liked it, you know, on a score of one to a hundred, they would have given it a 51. That counts as you know uh, you know a thumbs up on it but still 96 is a pretty it's, it's pretty rare to see thing that high that's true but can we point out back to the wrestling for a minute um sure. i feel like legato is gonna turn 
on Ray. It, it just smells like it. They're going to lose in Puerto Rico, I feel, right, this time. Only because Dom needs Bad to get the Bunny win. Bad Bunny is going to lose in Puerto Rico? Yeah, you oh, crazy? True, true. That's true. Actually, you're right. I, but Regardless I feel like they need to get the win, I mean, though, man. will eventually turn on Ray. Right. Sure. Forget um, what I said. You're Bunny. right. The Bad Bunny ain't losing in Puerto Rico. But then again, WWE have been funny, though, about certain things. Like, look what they've been doing. Not about with, that. Yeah, no, no, you're right. I agree 100%. He's not losing in Puerto Rico. No chance at no. all. So commentary when we come back from break references. Eddie Guerrero formed the LWO in 1977. I'm sorry, 1997. <laughs> 1977, right. wow. But that Rey Mysterio joined voluntarily this time. Um, they were There was a Michinoka driver by Dom, but Rey kicked out at two. Uh, there was a basement dropkick. Uh, to Dom by Ray, and then he sort of did a sliding drop kick to the priest under the ropes. Uh, it was going to be a six-one-nine, but Rhea rescued Dom from this. Zelina Vega t- did, you know, the only move she knows how to do now—a Hurricane Rana to take That's out Rhea. That's all she knows how to do. She's Lita. Yep. And then she basically goaded Rhea to chase her, sort of like a, a matador trying to get a bull to chase her. And Rhea <laughs> took the bait and chased her out of the ring. Yeah. So Rhea Olay. was converted. Olay, yeah. exactly. Olay, and she exactly. Diver- yeah. d- diverted her from ringside which was pretty good because if you see that you're thinking well that, there you go that that that's that's the faces uh in right there and then we get a 619 ray tags in santos but the, but the moves were made on dom and he's not the legal man damian priest was the legal man and santos escobar doesn't realize that turns around and gets hit right away with the south of heaven and judgment day wins yeah and um Christopher Willen also points out another thing. Um, he goes on to say, my son pointed out that just above, uh, just about everyone on Ray's team tonight were in Lucha Underground. True. Is there yeah. a place in 2023 onward for that style of professional wrestling? Was Lucha a good launch pad? I love watching it with my kids. Lucha Underground was great, but Lucha as a whole, like Lucha Libre, is not a great launch pad in my opinion because of the style of wrestling involves absolutely no selling. But um, I don't know. That's really not Lu- true. Well, all the Mexican stuff I watch in particular, not so much Lucha Underground, but more so AAA and uh, modern. CMLL. Yeah, modern Lucha. Yeah, but like you that's know, what I mean. I'm talking okay, about modern. But, not, but I mean, like if you past. watch, like if you watch, like old school Lucha Libre. Yeah, it was a little less selling, but I mean, like Santo El Santo still like sold from underneath for most of his matches, like. Yeah, you know, Lucha Libre was founded on on an idea. Right, the the big sell. guns are different. Like your Mil Mascaras as well, El Santo, like you said. Uh-huh. Like those guys, sure, I, I agree with you. But today's generation, all they know is freaking uh, flips. Today's generation are just AEW, but in Mexico. Right, but even worse with the no selling aspect. Oh, I don't know. I think that the best selling that I've seen in AEW over the last couple of weeks is actually fucking el vikingo like which is ridiculous because that wasn't great selling but like that's probably the best example of selling that i've seen in aew in a while all right this past week we have sammy guevara getting hit with that crazy move by um commander pops right back up and just hits them hits him with the go to sleep or whatever he calls it you know whatever his version is gth it's called with him i think go to hell yeah. yeah, go yeah. to hell. So creative. You know, um, what's even more silly? I just want to point out that you guys mentioned Sammy Guevara. Someone mm-hmm. posted a clip of Sammy on the Access show, the new Access show. 
Yeah. And it shows him and Brian Danielson talking, like breaking the fourth wall completely, right? To the point where Sammy Guevara is crying. And now I'm seeing everybody posting crap, right? Online saying, how can you hate Sammy Guevara? He should be a baby face. Because he like, sucks. Yeah, he he sucks. sucks. But he's got to check it out. It's so retarded. I'm sorry to say. How can you hate him? He's really nice. So was Del Wilkes. Hey, the fucking awesome. The Patriot. I used to love the Patriot, man. Come on. Yes, Lucha Underground definitely introduced the North American, well, north of the Rio Grande audience to a lot of wrestlers they probably never would have seen. And people like the Lucha Brothers and and others definitely got their launch pad. But there's a kill shot. Well, Swerve was, was pretty well thought of already. But, right, but I him mean, as but, kill shot was pretty awesome there. I Ryan think. Cage, yeah. Cross was there. Absolutely. Taya Valkyrie probably got you yeah, know she was. Thunder Rosa as Cobra yep. Moon. But there's also a lot of people who are big stars Prince there. Puma. Like right, Prince Puma, yeah, good one. But Mil Muertes really hasn't amounted to much. He was already old. I mean, what, was, what, where yeah. did we see Aerostar and Drago anywhere? Luchasaurus. Aerostar I mean, was sort of getting yeah, Luchasaurus. Uh, Cage, Aerostar. Brian Cage. John Moore, John Johnny Lucha. Uh, was it Mundo. Johnny Underground? Oh, Johnny Mundo. That's right. Johnny, You're right. It was Johnny right, Mundo. Right. right. Johnny World. Yeah. Yeah. PJ. PJ Taxi Star. Jack Evans yeah. and Helico. I mean, yeah. That's I mean, true, yeah. I, 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 it definitely helped a lot of people's careers, but those contracts were also terrible. I mean, it was Santos Escobar. In fact, as King Cuerno who sued them, saying these contracts are, uh, you know. You know the Santos amount of pain right in Lucha they're, Underground, man. They're 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 unconscionable, and they did. They were able to break those contracts. I mean, it also gave other people prominence, like Joey Ryan, yeah. Sonny Kiss. He didn't belong <laughs> there, man, at all. And as and as for like and as for will we see something like this again? Yeah, eventually somebody from so. Mexico or or some big fan of Lucha Libre is going to have enough money that they'll be able to put something together again. They'll look back at Lucha Underground and they'll go, "Wow, this was really fun and it was really creative it was. and there was a lot it of really cool was. things." And so, I'll be honest, yeah, Chris, we'll see it again. But Chris, I went into that. When Lucha Underground was a thing, man, I kid you not, I was ready to shit on it before I watched it, right? I'm, I'm thinking I'm going to watch one episode and I'll hate it. Man, I watched every single episode and I was like, damn it, I can't believe I liked it. You know what I mean? But it was, it was really good. Rey Mysterio Jr. spent a yes, couple of years absolutely. there. Jake Hagar right. was was Jake Strong. That's right. Um, so, you know, a lot of people passed through. Uh, A.R. Fox was there. Wasn't uh, Jeff Cobb in a mask? Yeah, or, yeah, yeah I think he was. He was the Monster Montanza. Yes, uh, that's right. You know, right. Dario Cuedos, now El Patron is, as well. Yeah, <laughs> Cesar uh, Duran. So, yeah, there were plenty. Katrina. <laughs> but you know what? You know why it was good? Agreed, because, Jeff. But you know what? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know why it was so great, too? They didn't take themselves so seriously. They told you what it was, right? It was a pulp comic book. It, right, it, that's it, all it was. It was and remember that's the why it was good. You had yes. Io Shirai and, and Kairi Sane were two out of three. I think I think even the, the, the third one is is a pretty well-regarded female wrestler. I don't think it was Asuka. Um, no, it wasn't Asuka. Is, 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 it, is it the the woman who commits? It was it Hana Kumara? Was it? No, I don't no, think no, so. no, 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 no. I mean, the one who you, was on Lucha Underground who I think was actually Latina, not Asian, was the leader of it. But the, these three only came in for one, and only three of them needed to wrestle because I think Penta actually did break one of their arms. 
but they they didn't yeah. Pinta and um, uh, Vampira have a bloodbath in Lucha Underground too? Oh, that was a yeah. great feud. Yeah, and, and with with at the end of it, where Penta you know calling Vampiro master. Yep, <laughs> so, awesome match. Yeah, it was, it, it was fun as shit. And actually, uh, was phenomenal. Wesley was there as as Desmond Xavier for a little bit. Absolutely. Yeah. So I, I I love you know what was great. I love how Chris says Killshot was phenomenal. I remember you, Chris. You popped hard. He didn't know who Swerve was. I'm talking about Chris. Al Chris is in AMS. Um, he didn't know who Swerve was, but when he I had no idea, had no idea. Killshot. We were on, we were on the show, and I was like, "Who the fuck is this guy?" Because he looks really good. I like his moves. Like I like. He the way loved Killshot, which was it popped me when once I said it was, it's Swerve, dude. He's like, "What?" He's like, That's "He's Swerve? like, oh, that was Killshot in in Lucha Underground." And I was like, "What? <laughs> fuck, yeah. I love that guy." Yeah, that <laughs> like, makes sense. It, fuck it yeah. Me. But it, I, I, I got a rush out of his reaction because he never knew that it was Swerve. Listen, and it was, they, yeah, it's cool. They had a recurring, like, minor role for Lorenzo Lamas as, like, True. corrupt, as a corrupt, corrupt politician. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. great, man. It was great. And Chris says also, I absolutely love that you guys even know what I'm talking about. Much love. No lie. Lucha Underground is what got me back into actually watching wrestling rather than really? just following it. No shit. Yeah, it was the most fun I, I I I had. You know, I I was not exactly happy with things in life at the moment. I saw Lucha Underground. And it's just like I'm not I'm not gonna say it's it, but it, but it actually was like so original. It was actually something I look forward to every week. I was glad that I didn't come in on the first season so I could go back and like watch it. You know. Yeah, no, yeah. it was refreshing, man. It's a shame. I know MLW tried to pull something along those lines, even though it was nowhere near that. Right. So that's just I don't even know why they still call it Underground. But uh, I hope, right? They're trying, but forget it. I just hope even the production is much better than MLW. I'm talking about Lucha Underground. Right, there's MLW copying other people's ideas again, even down to the, to the with the Olmec, you know, head going doom. The music. Oh, I agree. I, and I, I honestly don't think that we would have gotten things like the Broken Universe without uh, Lucha Underground. So I mean, it really did give us a lot of really cool. It stuff. opened up avenues for sure, mm-hmm. man, because. Everyone in the pro wrestling world would have been too scared to go what Lucha Underground were trying to do. That well, they were too been... scared. Like, exactly. They clearly were saying. too scared to do it, and then somebody did it, showed them that it could be successful. At least, I mean, again, successful. <laughs> we can well, argue you about whether or not it was successful, success. right, but right. it was creatively very successful. I mean, Absolutely. very successful to the point where I think 20 years from now, people are going to look back on Lucha Underground with the same kind of way that like I look back at uh, Freaks and Geeks, for instance. Mm-hmm. You're going to be looking back at this going, why wasn't this more successful? Wow. You're yeah, going to get those kinds was, of reactions from It was the funding, really, that, that caused a lot of issues. But um, wasn't it Conan and, um, and uh, Vampiro that were the bookers of Lucha Underground? Oh, I don't know who the bookers were, but Robert Rodriguez uh, owned... Oh no, I know that. I'm not talking about that, but uh, I mean, just who were the actual bookers? I'm pretty sure Vampiro was the main guy, and Conan had a lot to do with it too. But both of those guys have proven that they're good creatives. So absolutely, I mean, and they Vampiro's the pain in the ass too. to keep around. And Matt but... Striker was good there too, and he's. Well, I hate Matt Striker as a commentator, but him and Vampiro worked great together as commentators. They definitely. Sure did. All right. Speaking of those things, we see Sammy walking backstage looking for Jay, asking around. Nobody's seen him. Uh, we are told that SummerSlam is going to be August 5th, 2023 in Detroit, Michigan, and that there's 
pre-sale VIP packages available. And then we see a promo for the re- we're going to get a king returning, the return of Shinsuke Nakamura next week, the King of Strong Style, Finally. and he's going to redebut in a place that loves Japanese strong style <laughs> Nebraska, wrestling, Lincoln, it? Nebraska. <laughs> oh my God, man, that's sad. I even said I made like a mental sort of note of that too. I'm like, really? But yeah, it is but, what it is. So if you if anyone had a doubt who was in charge tonight, Vince would not be promoting Shinsuke Nakamura. Absolutely like, you like surfing? Good. Keep surfing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 100%. And, and we all know that Nakamura is a Triple H guy, like 100%. Yeah. Triple uh, H for a guy Steve, who was... Steve, right? Steve, listen to me, buddy. Um, <laughs> you know, is, there, is there any problems with your contract? Uh, no. Uh, contract good, Mr. McMahon. <laughs> uh, okay, just... Hi. uh just uh i don't know do you like stuff go do stuff i have a book i've i have shit to do all right bye well i mean i think you're giving him too much credit vince would see him and go i didn't order chinese oh yeah 100 and and he would put him in a taste and call it the orient express once again i I didn't order any chinese food i am japanese Ah, who asked you i don't speak japan chinese Chinese. (laughs) yeah but um what what was it to say oh that's gonna be off bangladesh (laughs) <laughs> you're french bangladesh <laughs> can you imagine that can you imagine he was playing a frenchie i've like, got a great idea for you pal this great the, idea you're a ninja wrestling name <laughs> yeah ninja 100 the architect that joey numbers came up with bangladesh <laughs> if not for wrestling at least for like bollywood pornography oh god um that's a good name for a bollywood porno- pornography there you go that's for sure. so they tell us that the main <laughs> event is next and is it no not exactly jay is still back backstage and sammy finds him and sammy goes hey jay i know you're angry but there's a way out everything i said would happen happened the blood, the bloodlines against you. Jimmy's not even here. You know what Roman did. Solo can't even look at you. Paul is scheming. Listen, I'll beat it out. I'll beat it the sense into you if I have to, but I don't want to. That's not how it has to be. And Jay, you know, is looking like Jay, like he's like a pacing tiger in a in a cage in a zoo, and you don't know what he's thinking. And Sarah's like, okay. <laughs> then we hear commotion and clamoring from the back. Obviously, like metal poles falling on a hard floor. Some screaming. And Sammy runs over there, and we see Solo there. He bu- he dumped basically what looked like a storage trunk uh, on wheels onto KO, who's writhing in pain. His knee is injured. Uh, Sammy is struggling with the with you know other hands to help get it off him. Solo's just standing there, walks away. Uh, Jay doesn't help. He he sort of runs over, gruffs and huffs and walks away. But KO is is you know holding his knee, gripping it. And we're not sure on his status. Um, and, you know, there we see Sammy didn't listen to KO. And Sammy's like, I should have listened to KO. He was right. So then we do get to the main event, Jay, Jay Uso. And, and you know, the crowd still put up the ones. And he gets a pretty uh, favorable response. He Sammy Zane co- comes out. Chant. Right. Yeah, they, they, they go crazy for Sammy Zayn also. Um, but before... But before he can do that, Kayla Braxton interrupts him and asks Sammy for an update on KO because she can't possibly ask the medical staff. Uh, and he says, you know, it's unknown, but it doesn't look so good. I don't think he's going to be able to, to come out tonight and help. He goes, he was right. He was right. Um, so we have a match. It's just exactly what you 
thought it would be. It's you know very similar to matches they've had before. At some point, Solo comes ringside. Uh, around the same time, Sammy uh, gets the upper hand on Jay Uso. Sammy does a superplex to Jay from the top turnbuckle. They exchange blows and kicks. Uh, eventually, there's a super kick for a, a two count. Uh, often attempted, like Sammy, like hit the ropes and was going to do what the what looks like. Well, he was on top turnbuckle. It, it didn't look like he was doing quite a splash, more like he was just going to do a leap down, and Jay caught him in, you know, with the super kick, but he only gets a two count out of that. Um, Jay is talking too much trash, and that gives Sami Zayn a chance to recover. He does an exploder into the corner, uh, and then he does a haluva kick, uh, but misses, um, but recovers and hits a blue thunder bomb only for a two count. Sammy goes to the top, but Jay catches him. They struggle on the top turnbuckle for a while. Uh, Jay Uso headbutts Sammy, so he they both sort of fall off the top turnbuckle. Sammy Zayn is sort of on the outside of the ropes on the ring apron. Uh, Jay Uso sort of falls more towards the, another corner, um, and Sammy's on the apron. And Solo delivers a, a Samoan spike. Uh, Sammy's obviously down and out. Um, Jay Uso does something between a drop kick and a super kick, so I'll just call it a super drop kick. Um, and he gets the three count as Jay Uso wins. Solo slowly extends his hand to Jay, who's now prone in the corner, and helps his big brother up. So it looks like all is good there. Um, then the beatdown continues by Solo, and Solo is just beating them, and but Jay is just watching and watching and watching. And Solo is about to deliver a second Samoan spike, but uh, Jay Uso stops him, and the crowd starts chanting, Jay, Jay, Jay. Mm. You hear Jay yelling, it's enough, it's enough. But then Jay super kicks Sammy and breaks everyone's heart. And Solo goes to get the chair, and then we hear, bro. Oh, my and then God. Matt Riddle intervenes with his Speedos on and those shoes. <laughs> What's up with that, man? I know from Raw he was wearing that shit, but come on. Doesn't like to feel loose and unprotected. He looks like a bum, especially with no fucking knee pads, no elbow pads, no boots, mind you. He looks literally like he's he's wearing his budgie smugglers to the beach. That's exactly what he looks like. Um, he clears the ring. It, they, they remind us that uh, way back when, Sokoa is the one who took Matt Riddle out, so there's a little bit of history there. So this strange alliance this is also nwa remember how we were talking how dusty used to put together like sort of mishmash you know right. groups of people to counter the horsemen and you know didn't quite make sense but it you know after a while you didn't care anymore well that's it you, you got matt riddle sammy zane uh you know kevin owens can uh, i say point out one thing about riddle though you know what he reminds me of right now the way well, he looks like a von eric yeah well he's always sort of wrestled like a von eric you know, right sort of cross between Kevin and, and some of the other younger ones. Um, but in continuing my little game, Solo Sokoa, NXT. Matt Riddle, NXT. Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, NXT. Yes, <laughs> some of those guys had very successful independent careers, but they all came out of NXT. The Usos didn't, um, but the, the, rest of the, the rest of the folks in this did. So NXT, I mean, it counts for something pretty well. Anyway... Jay restrains Solo as they're going up the, the ramp. It's, it's not time to go two-on-two. Two. Uh, and now there's a new problem for the bloodline in, in the broski. And that takes us to the end of... That gives us our copyright and trademark assertion. And that ends my hosting duty. So, guys, free-for-all. 
Okay, uh, Chris, you go first. Yeah, okay. I have, I have a question. Um, if it, how in the fuck does somebody drop one of those things on your leg? Like, if it would have hit him in the head, I would have gotten it. Was Kevin Owens doing Pilates or something? And then Dolo <laughs> snuck up and dropped it on his leg? Kevin Very Owens confused doing Pilates? About that. Well, oh, Jesus I mean, Christ. No, literally Jesus Christ. I mean. <laughs> I, anyway. Um, anyway. Uh yeah, the match was fine. The interaction with Sammy and Jay was kind of what you've come to expect. Jay, it seems like Jay is always pretty confused about where he's going or what he wants to do. Yeah. Um, until he's in the ring, and then it's like something about like the the actual action of the match and getting hit and hitting somebody back kind of brings him back into perspective for him, where he's like, "No, I can do this." the bloodline, you know, bloodline up, etc. But whenever he's backstage, he seems like he's right. still very confused about what he wants to do, which I like. I like the fact that they're playing this as Jay still isn't sure what he wants to do or how he's feeling about the bloodline because that's how he started. Like that's that's been his character the entire time through this, you know, through this storyline. So I like that they're continuing with that. Mm-hmm. Um the match was good, like you said. We've seen it a couple of times at this point. Um, and Solo Sokoa continues to be the, you know, the difference maker for the bloodline. Um, I also liked that even though he was told, uh, you know, if if, uh, if Jay doesn't get this done, you handle our business. Uh, he clearly helped Jay win the match, which I'm not sure was exactly what the bloodline had intended. But it exactly. seems like Solo's still going, uh, no, I'm going to go out there and help my brother, which is good too. But I think also you saying that just made me think, I think, like you said, Chris, that wasn't the intention, right? And essentially Solo still cleaned up the mess per se, right? So I think Roman's not going to be happy actually with Jay anyway, Chris, in the end. So um, because Solo had to clean up the mess and got Jay the win. And... Um, Look, this match was good. It told the story, but it was pretty much one of the, probably the weakest sort of match between these two out of all the other matches that they had in the in the past. And that's fine because, I mean, they've had a big week. They didn't have to do too much. They just, you know, went through the motions and told the story, which also progresses the whole Bloodline story. But um, I do think Roman will sort of not be happy with Jay. But can I ask you guys this? Are we getting a singles push now and a singles run with Jay? Because if you guys notice, he had new gear. It looked like he was kind of like primed for a singles kind of push. Do you guys think anything will come of it? Or it's just going to be the same old shit with him and his brother? I don't want him to get a singles push, but I think it's inevitable that he'll get some. But, um, you know, the Usos are too good a tag team to break them up. I agree. I wouldn't break them up either. But they could toy with it for, you know, uh, nine months or a year. I mean, it's fine. By the way, I do have some breaking news. And for anybody out there who cares about NWA wrestling, skip ahead 15 seconds or close your ears, put it on mute, whatever you want. But East, and don't read lips. EC3 defeated Tyrus. He is the new NWA World's Heavyweight Champion. EC3? So EC3, yes, now has. He controlled his narrative? World Champion. 
Yeah, well, control your narrative is, is it only exists in his mind. The, the, the he's controlled his narrative to fold a promotion, but still use the same gimmick. Pretending he's controlling Guess what? his narrative. I dig F. Yeah, I, well, I figured that most people would, but I wanted to give a spoiler alert because these are tapings, and this will run for the next two and a half months on YouTube. He, he will always be Dixie Carter's son to me, nephew. Oh, nephew. Sorry, yeah, that's right, nephew. He, he was good in Impact. He I mean, was. If he you was if you great. see him now, he's, I mean, he's recognizable, but he's he's changed yeah, a lot his in, face. In, in everything in the shape. Of Is his it the face. steroids? Dude? Is it his, too much? Well, he did too many steroids because half of his body has now atrophied so it's almost like paul orndorff like like this arm is thin and this pack is like a different shape than this pack like he used something happened with some nerves or whatever that i mean like he's still like ripped but it's he's completely asymmetrical he's he's got like a big belly scar here he has back knee i mean it's actually a lot of acne dude a lot yeah he's sort of unpleasant to look at yeah, that's pretty fucked up, but who cares? There are at least three guys who had main event runs in Impact that I think haven't been used properly when they've come to WWE. Uh, he's one of them. I think that when he first debuted with the WWE, when it he came great. into NXT awesome. and just afterwards, yeah. they should have they should have strapped the rocket ship. He should have probably been um, what Austin Theory is right now. He should have had a feud with, with John Cena and been the anti-Cena because uh, he would have been great at it. Um, you know what him and Keith Lee did? The, the same thing that put them both in the doghouse? They what? filed for trademarks for their own names while oh. under, either just before or after signing WWE contracts. And they tried to get Keith Lee to agree to it. So smarter or not smarter, he didn't agree to consent to letting them well, I have, think have they, the name. He used that name before WWE anyway. Who were they to like, try to take that off you? Uh, you know? Well, that's why they needed well, his consent. Who are they? Right. Is they're the biggest fucking company? No, in no, the no. World I know that. Business, but, and there's a possibility that and there's a possibility that if he signed, here's here's why they do it, and here's why people sign no, I off get on it. Why they do it? It's all ch- about marketing a, and shit. Yeah, and there's a but there's a chance that for EC3, like for EC3, he's going. Well, what right do you have to my name? And they're going. Well, we don't, but right now we're talking about ha 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 EC3 control your narrative when we could have been talking about, wow, EC3 four-time intercontinental champion at this point. Like there, there is a reason why as a talent, you might say, sure, I'll sign. Yeah, but they're obviously bad negotiators though, because if guys like Samoa Joe, AJ Styles, they got to keep their own likeness. Samoa Joe and AJ Styles were much bigger deals than EC3. Oh, of course they were. Everywhere. Absolutely. Now, that, was just, that was just a sign of, of respect. And maybe those were things that Triple H did that, 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 that and, and maybe Vince didn't like them. And that may be one of the many, you know. I think AJ was the exception. Vince huh? liked AJ. Vince likes AJ Styles. So I think he's an I exception. Know, but they, I don't know that he always did. Anyway, it, it, you know. In, no, he never liked him that, previously until he got to WWE and got to know him. And he but, said but, this in interviews. You're you're not you're missing the point though. In 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 the list of grievances that Vince may have on Triple H, somewhere in there might be that he allowed AJ Styles and Samoa Joe to keep their own names when he signed them to contracts. Yeah, and uh, so that was my first that was my first example from Impact. Um, secondly, Killer Cross. I still think that they're that they criminally screwed him up when he got to the main roster to the point the where time? I'm not 
Yeah, to the point where I'm really not sure that he's ever going to be able to recover to the point no, that he should, I agree. He should I have agree or could have. And the third one is Bobby Lashley, who should be a multiple-time world champion at this point in the WWF. I WWE. think Bobby Lashley they'll do right with eventually, right? I think, you know, circumstances unfortunately happened where he ended up losing his spot. And again, we have heard nothing about Bray Wyatt right now either, right? Well, Bobby Lashley held the world title twice in the last three years right. so the u.s Not championship at least twice in that amount of time as well so it's, yeah i think I mean, they, they'll right now he's sort sure. of stuck in the mud but he's still winning stuck in the mud so right 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 that's not his fault that's not wb's fault this is bray's fault that this all this shit happened but um uh is any news on bray jeff no I've, nothing but I've, right right okay find out because no I'm i not find it interesting to. I, Why is that? You can sometimes tell when someone feels like you're abusing their, their you know. Oh, okay, I see. I see. Is that what you feel? Is that how you feel? Yeah, that's how I feel. I feel. I feel. I feel like my contact doesn't want me to ask about those questions. I can tell from the answers. <laughs> fair he enough. Doesn't, he doesn't want to give me more than that. That's fair enough. That's that's cool. I mean, yeah, it is what it is. And our, it is related, our, our relationship is not based on he's a source for recent information from me. Okay, right. Uh, oh, that's interesting. I'm not even going to bother asking you what the relationship is because we're lovers. <laughs> Did you? Hear, uh, does Lasakari know? Basically, what happened is basically what happened is that hey. Jeff was sitting at a table and um, and then th his his source came in and it was actually his source's table originally, but his source <laughs> said, "Go ahead, you can keep it." And then and then they <laughs> they struck up a conversation. Long story short, they had a six month long love affair where they made mad passionate <laughs> love for one another. It was glorious. glorious, right? Yeah. Oh, wow. I'm not even going to ask any more questions. Right. I'm not even going to bother going. No homo. Well, totally homo. Yeah. <laughs> Super homo. Yeah. Super homo. Uh, no. Well, anyway. I was young. I needed the money. <laughs> <laughs> so you pimped yourself out, huh? I mean, <laughs> anyway. So, yeah. That's SmackDown. And that's Smack Talk. So you said they like that's long Smack form. We went, two, we went two minutes and 14 minutes, which is, and almost 15, which is 15 uh, minutes longer than SmackDown. Well. We did well. I'm pretty. I'm pretty knackered at this point. So, uh, yeah. No, no. We did well, man. So, yeah, Jeff. I mean, all right. Well, thank on. you to the to Channel Attitude, Mr. Russo and folks, and thank you to Bin Hamin and everyone at the Hamin Media Group for letting us sit in. Thank you, uh, John Enright, for uh, for trusting us with your show. It is your show, and uh, hopefully, you were able to enjoy your holiday in good spirits uh, and knowing that. You know whether it's fun or worship or a combination of both that that you didn't have to worry that the show was going to be missed again i know it's very important for you for you for it to be a consistent uh property again and and we're here to help you and we we're honored that you had us join uh your team so thank you for that so for the pwc invasion and uh representing tonight channel attitude and the humming media group uh i would just like to let the boys tell them where they can find you well, you can find me right here on Channel Attitude, as well as all of us, for that matter. Talking smack, well, I was going to say smack attack, but really smack down on the smack attack. And look out for us tomorrow, where we'll be back with the Battle of the Bouts edition of Rampage Uncaged. What right time here do they be looking for that, Jimmy T? Actually, a good question. What time are we going live tomorrow, since we usually do it tonight? So, I don't know, maybe early, hopefully, as early as possible, if well, we can. Jimmy. It depends on you, so give us a time. Well, honestly, I'm I'm around, I'm free to any time. We're we're live. 
how about the usual time that we do smack attack sounds good is that cool with both of you yep sure uh you look like you you don't want that really jeff uh, I thought I'd about like it a little bit later. There's two hours. <laughs> I, and I, have to watch I knew it. How about noon? Okay, that's fine. Noon yeah, Eastern. One hour later. Noon Eastern, which will be 11 Pacific, I think, or Central. No, that would be 11 Central. It would be right, 9 11 Central, right. Pacific. So basically 12, 11 Central, 12 Eastern. And we'll be back talking Rampage and Battle of the Bouts. And also like <laughs> and subscribe at, at uh, the PWC network.popping.com. And also at hummingmidigroup.podbean.com where you can find our affiliate shows. And that's it. I'm also a staple here on the on the Hameen Media Group. Uh, you can find me on the PWC. I'm uh, one of the founding fathers of the PWC, so you can see me. So you can see a lot of my shows there. Uh, you can find me on Twitter. I'm at ChrisAms1, where I have nothing but insightful and intelligent things to say all the time. Uh, you can also find me uh, if you look through the uh, WWE um, uh, library there on the WWE network you'll find me uh, and my tag team partner uh, Uno um, I was Dose uh, and you, you can find me I'm a multiple time uh, WWE tag team champion of course um, Edge and Christian were not us regardless of what uh, the Hardy Boys said at the time and uh, yeah that's where you can find me excellent well, thanks, guys. Um, again, thank you to everyone involved. Where you can find me at IcarusFellMD. It's right there under my head. But for you on audio, you don't know what that means. Uh, you can find me at the PWC as well, and and occasionally on Hummy Media Group and Channel Attitude on Smack Attack and Uncaged. Uh, I don't know if that Ring of Honor show is ever going to come back. Probably not. Uh, but you know, maybe I'll get invited on things like you know, Next Level or you know, who knows things. Um, my non-wrestling shows are Garden of Doom and Garden Views. My non-these-guys-wrestling show is Hammerlock Hangover. Steve and I actually did Esteban Pineapple, and I actually recorded a show last night uh, where we argued about things like should Jay White have gone to NXT, even though he's already signed by AEW, and other things that get me annoyed at Steve, so you can hear me being annoyed. <laughs> and really? Say, Who fuck hair, it's smooth, and things like that. A lot. Really? Yes. I'm going um, to it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I know. Everyone likes to hear us bicker. Um, <laughs> Garden of Doom is is you know sort of like things that go bump in the night, cryptids, UFOlogy, uh, um, uh, history, alternative history, philosophy, theosophy, monsters, pop culture. I'm booking guests left and right. Uh, Chris has been on now six times. He's the only six time guest, and we just dropped a show on Atlantis. And tomorrow or Sunday, I'm going to drop a show on Tartaria. Uh, in between, I've been dropping midweek shows because I'm so backed up. One was on Osiris is everywhere. But this week, Garden Views will return, where I have a prof uh, geopolitical professor who went to George Washington and Harvard, the first person I ever spoke to who went to Harvard, who didn't mention it in any of the sentences she provided to me, and, and certainly not in the first two. So I liked her already at that. Uh, and we're going to talk about European geopolitics especially when it comes to military. She's worked with the NATO Balkans Project, the Director of National Intelligence. You, you name it, she's done it. She's been in Afghanistan. She's been uh, in Kosovo, uh, Croatia, if, Iraq. You name it, she's been there. And we're going to talk about uh, military doctrine and, and things of that nature, but focused a lot on Ukraine. So look for that on Wednesday, and that's the kind of stuff you'll see on uh, Garden Views, including legal stuff. So. With that, you know, I'm out. Thank everyone again. And happy Easter and happy Passover.
And play. <laughs> exactly. Stay evil, my friends. Stay evil. Peace. Yes, sir. Wade County. 16 years later. We done made history. Blue rings on our fingers. Pockets getting fatter. Uh. Nigga, we getting greater. I'm the son of a saint. Still considered a sinner. Three rings on his finger. Yeah, that boy was a winner. Never known as a singer. But this might be a single. Always bet on your homies. Then go bat a casino. Ball is my passion. Check my stats if they ask it. Shorty checking my page. She followed my fashion. My life is a film. And Gab's the lead. She's so precious to me. As the air that I breathe. Time to fuel up the jet. D-Way jersey to drip. Lamborghinis to max. Got three G's on the strip. These haters beneath us. As I'm lacing my sneakers. Season 16. Lamborghinis and memes. I'm shooting my shot. Every card that I got. Every record I break. Every rock in my watch, every step that I take, still won't stop no mistakes. I'm talking major league, never minimum wage. So proud to be niggas, the descent of a slave. Motorcade, serve Mercedes, so get out my way. Tangerine, still in my slippers, still twisting up gang. Shed a tear for all my homies, black boy in the gate. Let's find a masseuse, then inspire the youth. If it's best for the hood, then let's call it a truce. My chains get tangled, these niggas be hateful. My mama still praying, so really I'm grateful. I'm still here, looking through the window, watching the days go by, watching the sunrise. Why don't you try? Ah ha ah ha ah ha. I'm still here, looking through the window, watching the days go by, watching the sunrise. Why don't you try? I promised to break for a positive fate. Had the world in your bones, but he called him a case. Shed a tear in the court, he got boxed in the crate. Then they shook him up north. Mom just sat in the days. The bottles on ice, the models be nice. We call it running shoot, any problems tonight. Serve them like Boris Becker. I want 200 checkers. So if they want to slow our records, it just won't affect us. Take my boys to Mecca. Well, my niggas bless it. Smoking with my dogs. You can smell the relish. They try to give me hell. I bet I get to heaven. I stay away from 12. I'm such a gifted felon. I'm seated on the floor. She can see the loafers. Showing love to the season ticket holders. Showing love to the season ticket holders. Showing love to the season ticket holders. We do this for the city, you. Uh, the whole city. I'm still here. Looking through the window, watching the days go by, watching the sunrise. Why don't you try? Ah ha, ah ha, ah Still here, looking through the window, watching the days go by. How does it feel, dog? How does it feel? How does it feel? Yeah, we're great, baby. I know we from South Beach until I got an NBA. I just want you to know that, my boy. And hey, listen, we put on for the city 16 years, five finals, three rings. We put those trophies over our head. We put on for the. Let me calm down, man, fuck. Don't calm down. Say something up in this booth. I'll say something up in this booth. Do it, motherfucker. Mr. 305, nigga, do what you do. Nigga, I got my own county.
Listen, the love in this city has been crazy, man. I appreciate it, dog. Thanks for giving my own county. I told you, man, you got the beach. I got cross that bridge. You can't play with us, man. Can't do nothing right here, bro. Hey, Ross. Man, they nothing but love, baby. Big homie, you know what it is. Always. Still with the shits. Three rays later, though. The PWC Network, what the world is watching and listening to.